Hello, beautiful people. It is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 6th, 2022, and this dumbass sports show starts right now. Football! Wrapped up, it's week 13 last evening in Tampa Bay, where the greatest of all time showcased why he's the greatest of all time in a clutch comeback late to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to 17, to the New Orleans Saints 16. Congrats to the NFC South on being the... Worst division in football this particular season. And also, congrats to Tom Brady showcasing that he still got it. Yeah, there you go, Tom. Yeah. Missed a couple throws early to Julio Jones. We thought, oh, no, is this going to be an off Tom Brady evening? Saw Andy Dalton make some plays. That guy is like 2-14 and 14 or something like that on Monday Night Football throughout his entire career. 6-21 and 21 in his career on primetime. Yeah. Sorry, let me get it actually more accurate in this whole thing. <laughs> Monday Night Football, I don't think he's won since like 2014 as a starter or something yeah. like that. Like that there was a lot of stats about Andy Dalton not winning on Monday Night Football. I think he made every play he had to win last night. Had a couple of nice throws early, then late to Taysom Hill down the middle, fourth quarter to put the game on ice. Pretty much, big plays made. Taysom Hill drops the ball. Peyton Manning loses his shit on the Manning cast about it. And Andy Dalton made a play to win a Monday Night Football game. Let's remember that whenever mm-hmm. he's judged in the future if he's playing for another team on Monday night. Nonetheless. When Mark Ingram runs out of bounds about a half a yard short of a first down in the fourth quarter, when you're up 16-3, six minutes left, this could also seal the game. Runs out of bounds, half a yard short. Goes down as if he's injured. Do we know what the injury is? We do not. I don't think we've gotten an update yet. We hope he is okay, obviously. Big throws that a 12-year vet would get a first down in the fourth quarter whenever you can. If you're going to run out of bounds and stop the clock to begin with, you might as well get a first down out there. Mark Ingram has since put a tweet out saying, I should have got a first down at 10% on me. I appreciate the self-awareness and the accountability, but since that happened, they end up not picking up the first down on the next play. Tom Brady gets the ball back. Deep ball, pass interference to Mike Evans. How you doing? Keep him moving. Three and out on the other side. They end up fucking scoring again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the final four minutes of this game took this thing over. A lot of people might not have been able to stay awake all night. No, no, no. That's a long Monday. It's a work night. What you missed was greatness from Tom Brady to wrap this thing up. Here's the moment that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers faithful whenever they're down six with 240 left and Tom Brady gets the rock back, they know what's in store. Not only is Julio Jones going to make a catch, a big one. Two that were missed early would have been big ones as well. Is Julio Jones still on the team? Yes, he is. When they need it, they got it. Then, a touchdown pass to Chris Godwin. A lot uh, of people at any time touchdown score, touchdown yeah. passes to Chris Godwin. Ooh. Here we go. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are an extra point away from taking the lead. Holding. Oh, no. Offense. Donovan Smith, who I believe has the most holds in the NFL since what year? 2015. 2015. There it, is. there it is. Every once in a while, get beat. He knows in this moment can't give up a sack, so he does a hold, which is something he does on a regular basis, <laughs> which calls back a touchdown to Chris Godwin, who might have been a massive part of a lot of anytime touchdown scores because he is an absolute dog. dog. He gets the ball back, ends up moving the ball down the field a little bit. Eight seconds left. What are you going to do, Tom Brady? Third and goal. 16-10. Fourth quarter. Check down. Cousin, we didn't even know existed. We saw him wide or whatever. <laughs> he scores a touchdown. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers hit the extra point and they win on Monday Night Football in exhilarating fashion when really a game for 56 minutes was wildly boring. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Fun night on the Manning cast. Uh, saw Randy Moss chit-chatting with old Peyton and Eli. A lot of stories were being told, not only about how Randy performed and played against the Giants and against the Indianapolis Colts, and Randy was asking questions. Mm-hmm. Randy was doing a little interview on a Peyton and Eli, which I think is always a good move by the guests that come on the Manning cast. Like, the reason why the Manning cast works is because Peyton fucking Manning is on television. Now, helps that Eli Manning's also on there. Love Eli. Two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Fucking guy. understand mm-hmm. that. But the reason why everybody even tuned in to begin with is because Peyton's on there. You also get an additive of another fucking Hall of Fame quarterback on there he's related to and have good banter with, but it's Peyton fucking Manning. So when our guests would come on and ask questions to Peyton, I think it's a good thing. Randy Moss did a lot of that. Heard a lot of stories from Randy. Look, that's my favorite player growing up. Yeah. So I enjoyed yeah. listening to him chit-chat with the Mannings. I enjoyed the game until it got too boring. I passed out. I wake up after the game has already ended. I'm seeing interviews on the field afterwards. Then I see the press conference of Tom Brady. Did goes just how he fucking drew it up or whatever. Yeah. It's unbelievable that they're able to win that way. Not great football, okay? Not At great all. football by anybody. We didn't watch last night and think to ourselves, these teams are going to win the Super Bowl because no. of the teams that we've seen play. Now, obviously, we're judging them against the Philadelphia Eagles and we're judging them against the Cowboys on the NFC side. And then if you talk about the AFC side, you know, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, let alone what the Cincinnati Bengals were just able to do to the Chiefs. And you think down to Miami, a team that just lost to the Niners, also in the NFC, what they could do. None of us watched last night and thought, this is a Tom Brady team that could go win the Super Bowl. Uh-uh. This is normally a time, though, when Tom Brady's Super Bowl winning team is kind of getting going. So should we be alarmed? I think so. Are they going to win the NFC South? Probably. And once you get Tom Brady in the playoff, maybe he's able to do it, but I don't think that's what we saw last night. Nonetheless, congrats to the Buccaneers on a big time. Good win, boys. Uh, the Toxic Table's here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. Connor, you think Tom's done? What do you think? What do you think is going on down in Tampa? I think Tom made the plays whenever he had to. Yeah. He was Tom Brady. He got a chance to feel that feeling again, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which I think he'll be chasing for the rest of his life whenever he retires because there was a great piece that happened last night. Steve Young, John Elway, Troy Aikman, Peyton Manning. They showed clips of all their retirement press conferences, and they got some uh, quotes from them since retirement about how hard it is to give up the game. And they were talking about how Tom Brady stared down retirement for 40 days and couldn't take it anymore, goes back into the league. You have to think about these quarterbacks. And in football itself, and I learned this whenever I got dropped and baptized into the football culture, I did not grow up in the football world. So it was interesting to kind of relearn it all or learn it all as somebody that had like already thoughts and opinions on everything. The quarterback, the way quarterbacks are treated in the football world, and I assume this is since Little League all the way through, whoever's the quarterback, you get treated with preferential treatment. You're the fucking quarterback. You're the most important position. So if you're getting treated with preferential treatment in your sport since you're a kid, and all the way through, like, hey, this is our, we go as this person goes. Thank you so much. Even as teenagers, you got like coaches and other players being like, thank you, you're the man, you're the man, you're the man. So then you go on to become one of the greats of all time in that pantheon of greatest quarterbacks of all time. So not only are you getting, you know, kind of fluffed and catered to your entire life, but also you're better than everybody else. So think about the amount of catering that you're getting done to them. So I don't even, I don't think it's not just on the field, the competition level. It's like the way quarterbacks are viewed by their teammates, by their peers, by everybody in their world. I think it's probably a little bit difficult to walk away from that particular feeling as well for people. So you combine that with being great at something and loving that thing, because how could you not love it if you're great at it and you're treated incredible in the middle of it? So then you have to walk away from it. And they were talking about Tom Brady. It made me think about Aaron. Like, Aaron, everybody just 
says that Aaron's going to be able to retire. I think we've even got caught up in it. Like, oh, Aaron's just going to – he's going to go host Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. walk, walk off away. He's, he's going to be able to do it. It's like, I don't think that's the case. And I think that was what they were trying to make the point of last night about Tom. Everybody's talking about Tom experiencing what life was like without football, taking his kids to school. A lot of those jokes are made and everything like that. It's like, I don't think it's going to be easy for anybody no. that is in that position to ever walk away. And it kind of got cemented home last night. What did you see from Tom Brady, and what do you think the future looks like? I mean, it feels like he still has it. It's not like he's missing balls, you know, short, even though there are some where maybe Julio deep ball overthrows him and everything. Uh, him signing that one-year deal last year makes me think maybe some other teams that he has a thought of going to play for, maybe he'll check out the free agency market again because he's only done it once before when he first came to Tampa. But also when you look at the contract, Tracks that a lot of those free agents in Tampa signed. Godwin signed a three-year deal. Jensen signed a three-year deal. Lenny signed a three-year deal. Like, I don't know if his time in Tampa is up. I think no way, no chance in hell he retires just because of everything that you just said and because of the quality of football that, you know, the Bucks have played this year as a whole. I don't know if Tom is the type of guy that, you know, has his worst season at least in the last 10 years and then says, yeah, I'm okay with ending it on that note. I assume he probably wants to be a little more competitive, a little more of a contender and go to the Super Bowl, go to the NFC Championship or the AFC if he comes back. Who knows if he does that? Uh, but no, they're, they're just not a typical Tom Brady team. I mean, six and six, week 12, this is where you think that they're, you know. And they start showing signs of we figured it out. They yeah. already had their bye week where they could have re scripted mm-hmm. everything exactly. and changed everything, which we have seen them do in Tampa Bay and go on and win a Super Bowl. It's interesting because all the personal stuff that's been happening and we don't want, there's no reason to dive into that, but it is a real thing that did happen, so we have to acknowledge it. And he's been three and one since the divorce. Yes. Mm-hmm. By the way. So in my eyes, he has a lot more free time almost. Oh, yeah. Right? He's gonna have a little sure. bit more free time. Yeah. I think that makes him stay in football longer. Absolutely. So unless he goes on a bender, what if at the end of the year he's just like, All right, I don't have the kids for the next month because be nice. they're going to Costa Rica or Brazil or wherever, wherever, whatever the case is. Yeah, I don't want to play football anymore. And just goes on a fucking festival run yeah. where he's just wow. private planing around places, having the time of his life. And that's how Tom Brady ends. That's how he's like, and I'm retiring. He's at like, let's say he's at Ibiza. He'll be at Ibiza. Mm-hmm. Yep. And With Jules some, and Gronk. Somebody will be like, and he's I'm fucking retiring. Yeah, I'm <laughs> done. I'm doing this every day for the rest of my life. What if Tom Brady just becomes fucking Leonardo DiCaprio for the rest of his life and just retires out of nowhere? All of that is on the table. Yes. None of us have a clue what's going to take place. Obviously, there's $375 million waiting on Tom Brady at Fox, allegedly, if you listen to the earnings call and everything like that that happened with Fox. But for me, he's not underthrowing anybody at this age. He's overthrowing people. Yeah. I'm thinking he's going to want to go to a contender mm-hmm. and fucking make one last, two last, maybe three last runs at this thing so he can let everybody know still got it. Can act like he's going out on his own terms as well because he's not, wanna get, uh, not going to want to get forced out, I think. I, this is all just from judging and watching from afar. Do not know him personally, but there's another conversation to be had. It's going to happen today. Like Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's like, he did that salute. Uh-huh. Very firm. Stiff. Very firm. Stiff salute. Oh, yeah. Very up there. Yeah. Very, I mean, very yeah. strong. Yeah. Very strong salute. A lot of people are saying a lot of things about that salute sure. on the internet. But mm-hmm. the internet's going to do that. Like, it's been 
It's been talked about him. And he said, you never know when your last one's going to be when you're playing the Chicago Bears. And it's like he said this a couple times, and everybody says he's alluded to retiring and everything like that. At that quarterback position, I think it's going to be tough, especially for those uber-competitive humans like Aaron and Tom both are. And when you're that uber-competitive, and to Connor's point about them being 6-6, six and six, like I just can't see there being any way that Rodgers wants to go out this way. Like the Packers have been in the con- in contention to either go to a Super Bowl or go to an NFC Championship for the last you know what like fifteen years it seems like I just can't imagine a scenario where they I mean even if they win out let's say they don't make the playoffs like when guys are that competitive like you don't want that to be the, your le- the lasting memory in a lot of people's heads because then you know it just gives fuel to the fire like. They, they don't remember all the stuff you did previously. Like, people won't be talking about him winning back-to-back MVPs. It'll be, hey, you remember that last year after Devontae left when everything kind of oh, fell apart? Yeah. And, That'll certainly be in the pocket of the people that don't like him forever. Exactly, and I just think, and it's the same thing. Oh, yeah, it's sitting right there, every uh-huh. conversation. Right. I mean, it's not the same Ooh. as, you know, Bill and Tom, but I'm sure a lot mm. of people will use it as the same thing. It's like, oh, well, this guy couldn't win without Devontae. He couldn't do anything. And it's the same deal with Rodgers. Like, he... His play hasn't declined. You know, I mean, he's been hurt this year. He's been banged up. But it's not like his body, it's not like he can't do what he's been used to doing. So, like, I just have a tough time imagining him hanging it up. Yeah, so do we. We'll get a chance to chat with him here in about an hour and 45 minutes. I can't wait. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to hear what he had to say about the Chicago trip, about all the conversation happening about him. They're not mathematically eliminated yet. Mm -hmm. They're going to keep going. I can't wait for the talk. And also, the next book of the book club, you know, last week it was Russell Brand. Recovery. Hell yeah. Freedom from all addictions. Loved mm-hmm. it. Did you read it? Yeah, of course. Pre-book club or because of the book club? Because of the book club. Here's, oh, we should have pre. What was your favorite? I don't know. I, I scanned through it here before the show started just so I can kind of get a, it's kind of, you know, at least let me get a feel for what right. we're talking about. Yeah. I've done it for all these books because, I mean, we all know my story. Sure. Okay. I've never read one of these. Correct. But I at least would like to get a gr- grasp of what it mm-hmm. is. I started just kind of looking into them, mm-hmm. you know, before right. yeah. this one. Yeah. This was a book that was recommended in the Aaron Rodgers book club. This yeah. Bible right here that you're looking at. One week, week to week is what the book club is. This thing was recommended. Well, I, like Bible, I, I meant like in girth. In, yeah. Well, and he, right. he yeah. was trolling us with that one, if you remember what he said about it earlier this year well, in the uh, book club reveal. No, what did he say? He said, I didn't even read it. He said that? That can't happen with this book club. Yeah, he said happen. that. Believe me, I still have the clip. You can't use the book club. At... Oh, boy. That's Is this all... misinformation yeah. on that's the book? Pushing good. an agenda? Is that's that what you're going to say, Tony? I just, I don't like. Anyways, chapter nine. Now, apologize. Unless that would make things worse. Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> chapter. This fucker was deep right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I fucking right. hate when apologies make things worse. Why? Because right. it's just no fun or what? I don't know. I don't Are you to... good at apologizing? I haven't been solid at it throughout my life. I've never actually had to apologize for anything. See, no. you and me, probably similar. <laughs> no regrets. I'll tell you what, though. Whenever you have to really, when you did fuck up, though, yeah, yeah. those apologies, yeah. oh, those ones are real. After I got arrested, I fucking, mm-hmm. sure. they had a full, that was one of my favorite moments of all time. I mean, like looking back on not a part of it. Sure. Just because I learned a lot about me in those moments. I was pitched an idea by somebody. I'm not going to say who the name is because I don't want to, you know, put person in bad regards because I don't think that was the case. Starting to outline a speech for me to give about the life I used to live and then Christ coming into my life. And then what I've done over the last 10 days to really do it. And then this whole thing. And I said, I'm not saying that. 
and I was bummed at this point. I just fucking embarrassed my whole family. I lost forty thousand uh, dollars. I didn't know that could happen overnight. It did. Been arrested. Been embarrassed. Been mocked. Been ridiculed. Uh, everything like that. And fucked up. You know, like I got. So when that guy laid in front of me, and I said, I'm "Not going to do that." And then uh, I go up. I, I was. I'm just going to go talk. So I said, "I'm just going to go talk." The sheer panic on a lot of people's. <laughs> You know, the people that laid out a couple of the ideas on me going up there to speak was an enjoyable thing for me to think of. Like, these people think, what, what do these people think I'm going to say? Like, what, what are they? Like, oh, I do that every night. Like, what are they? I was obviously emotional. That apology, though, was like one of the biggest emotional. It's good to apologize every once in a while, Tone. Okay? That's what I'm trying to tell you right now. Say it's good to have that moment yeah. when you acknowledge that you Listen, fucked if up. If I have to, I will. Like, I'm not afraid of it. I just never had to. A man who's never had to apologize. Nope. No, you're goddamn right. Man who's in the trenches all the time. Mm-hmm. A guy who is just an absolute stallion at life, standing at four foot six. AQ Shipley. Yeah. AQ, yeah. hey, how you doing, bud? What's up with the chair? You look a little small, eh? Doesn't go any higher. I don't know what happened. This one only goes down. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so that's not a bar. That's not a bar height. That's no. an office height. Right. That's it's kind of nice though. My feet touch the ground. That's good. There you go. Because you know what they said about you? Where you were barely. Remember when you were coming out? They said yeah. barely. Not barely. Like a bear. Mm-hmm. Not barely. He was. He was barrel barrel shaped like a keg, you know. Oh. Arms don't go that far. No, That's no. why his bench press may be higher than others. They were bashing him, saying he's going to get out leveraged by others with longer arms. Mm. And then his legs kind of shorter too, because he has the you know Michelin yeah. man around. Yeah. Yeah. And look what you did. Twelve <laughs> years in the NFL. Wow. You go out. You did it. Thanks, guys. Super Bowl champion, absolute stallion. Let's go back to the conversation we had there at the beginning because you were a coach of this guy and yeah. a teammate of this That's guy. That's right. Yeah, it's a weird relationship. This guy is taking a snap from your... Taint? Yeah, Gooch. Yep. Boom. Godly buff. Know him very well. A couple overthrows last night. Didn't look his absolute best. A couple decisions that were made, obviously, that happened that were like, that's not the greatest Tom Brady has ever been. But you got to be around this guy. What the fuck is it about him that makes him better than everybody? He got the ball last night late. Now, I was asleep. I watched it back this morning. But as soon as you see with the situation, it's like, oh, Tom Brady's going to score here. I guess the Tennessee Titans, the last drive he had for the New England Patriots, it didn't happen. He threw a pick yeah. six yes. where he was in that moment where it was like, oh, this is Tom Brady. It's going to happen. Patrick Mahomes will get the same thing. Congrats to Patrick Mahomes already accomplishing that. But what is it about Tom that last night everybody on earth watching was like, ah, He's going to fucking score here. This game's over for the Saints. Sorry about it, even though there's little to no time left. What is it about him, you think, on the day-to-day that makes him exactly who he is? Well, he's, he's the clutchest performer of all time. I mean, I think that's neither here nor there. But at the end of the day, he prepares so well throughout the More week. More clutch than Adam Vinteri? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think so. I think you have to put him there, he's right? He's had so many more moments. So like many that. more True. moments, right? Like, like, if and answered every time. Yeah, he's well, had, well, not every so, time. I yeah. guess that that one time. And did. against the Eagles uh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But like that that's so hard because Vinny's answered every time. No, he missed one. There was one he missed. Uh, I saw I saw it on a package. Like, literally, really? one. he's only missed one. Yeah, but uh, there was one time he yeah. missed. There, there, <laughs> yeah. It was a regular season game, though. So. Oh, okay, yeah. So the, the playoffs. It might have been a preseason game, actually. They put it in the clip that I watched Jesus. or whatever. It, it was not a game that mattered. Give the guy know. a break. The Titans won. They had a long road to go, but the Eagles won in the Super Bowl for sure. Where you I, got strip sacked. So I think, like, Vinatieri's clutchness comes from his competitive juices. 
Like Vinatieri is so competitive, so 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 competitive. He does not want to lose. Like everybody says, I hate losing. Like I've been around some of my wife's friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's like a card game or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I hate losing. You know, I hate losing. And I'm thinking to myself, like everybody hates losing, lady. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everybody hates. Like they, it, nobody's looking to lose. I don't think. And it, it's a fascinating thing because people are competitive, and I, I don't think full, people fully comprehend like. The people up there, the Jordans, you already yeah. saw his whole last uh-huh. dance. Yeah. The Peyton Mannings, the uh, Wayne Gretzky's, Serena Williams's. Uh, Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Mamba mentality. It's right. described as the Mamba mentality. What that is is just being more competitive than fucking everybody else. I think it all revolves around the competitive juices. Is that what you think it is with Tom or no? I think it's a little bit of that, but also same thing going back to Kobe, right? Like whenever you – if you guys saw that Redeem team or whatever on Netflix sure. and he – they're all going out and having a good time at the club or whatever and he's shooting shots at like 6 a.m. and they pass him coming in the night before. That is Tom. That is Tom. Like he is – they are so prepared. They are so um, – they care so much. They want to work on every little detail that when it comes to the game, when it comes to those situations, they have no excuse because execution is the only thing that matters. They have all the answers to the test. It just comes down to their execution. Yeah, that, that goes to what you said about when Tom Brady was a free agent. Like, hey, when Tom gets in there, he's every, making all these yeah. guys so much better because they all want that. In the Redeem team, Doc, they talk about after, you know, LeBron and D. Wade and all those guys were coming back from the club and saw Kobe the next morning, instead of going out Same that thing. night, the next morning they were down there with Kobe. Do you remember us stumbling out of that brunch very hungover at the Pro Bowl in Arizona? Yeah, yeah, J.J. Exactly. We passed J.J. Watt. Just like what you guys are describing yeah. in that redeem yeah. team, me and AQ, I probably have sunglasses on. Who knows? I'm probably on cloud 50 at that moment and very hungover. Hell yeah. I mean, very hungover. AQ, very hungover. Didn't, doesn't participate in the same vitamins as me, so, you know, tough to go on the same wavelength all the time, but sure, pretty sure. close most of the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. We come stumbling out of this brunch, and J.J. has AirPods in, fucking shoes, sleep, just – we go, JJ, what's up, man? He goes, uh, what are you guys doing? We're like, oh, we just had brunch. You, you were coming from the gym? He goes, yeah, I just got to go work out. And then just, uh, I'm going to go clean up or whatever walks by. And we just looked at each other like, oh, we're pieces of shit. <laughs> like, we're yeah. actual, we are it's actual pieces of shit. We're going to go get a Bloody Mary to get this thing going. <laughs> <laughs> I think we golf that. Yeah, we, yeah, I think we got after it on the golf course like shortly thereafter. That was when um, – that was when, hey, come pour some concrete in the desert. You remember oh, that? nice. Yeah. Oh, that was a good time, right? You remember that? Yeah. Like three hours away. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Why don't you serve the community? Made the Pro Bowl. Habitat. Habitat for Humanity. Is that what it was? No, I don't even, If it was Habitat for Humanity, it probably would have been much more You just got pouring concrete. Done that. That's fun. Dude, we're pouring concrete in the middle of the desert for some playground at some school or whatever. And I'm like, what are we doing? Is this the Pro Bowl? It, I made the Pro Bowl, so I got to pour concrete in the fucking desert? I mean, Goddamn I, right. I'm happy for the kids. They'll be able to fucking walk, I guess. What are we? We just lost by 50, the Patriots, two days ago. Where's the jump? Yeah, we did. We did. We lost by 50. We did. We lost by those balls, though. We were playing yeah. with different yeah. balls, yeah. weren't we? Yeah, they were, they were a little cheating. deflated. Yeah, they were. Yeah, there deflated. was a report that they left out purposely that, you know, was, would later come out that said that they weren't deflated, but what? still. Oh, Bill Nye, science guy? Did he come out? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, probably, but there was that report that, hey, it was a witch hunt. We're sorry. But. All right, let's talk about some reports now. Let's actually talk about some reports. Um, every time that got brought up, oh man, I felt so bad for 
like Darius and everybody that was on that defensive yeah. side of the ball. For the Colts, yeah. Yes, because every time it got brought up, the immediate follow-up was, you think you think if they overinflated, they wouldn't have won by, what, 50 yeah. against that team? Like, yeah. it was they, could, a, they could have played with tennis balls. They would have beat us by 50. Yeah, yeah it was. A, so every time, they just had, every time it got brought up, though, it was like just another – it's like what comes? Oh, these guys cheated, and then right behind it, every single time, it was like, boom, 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 boom beat the <laughs> fuck out of the Colts team. Oh, these teams stinks. This team stinks. It doesn't matter. Boom, and then it's like, all right, it would disappear for a little bit. Then a new something new would come out of it. Oh, these guys cheated. These guys cheated, and then on the other side, boom, 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 boom <laughs> fucking, you know, just like yeah, these guys couldn't stop a fucking cold that night. All right, another one goes, boom, boom. It was just a wave, never-ending yeah. beatdown of those guys. So I'm happy we're all past that, but. Yeah, Bill Nye, the science guy, told me that the weather couldn't have changed that, the ball that much. So no, yeah, I don't know impossible. what you're coming out with. Uh, uh, yeah, Bill Nye's on our side. It yeah. is what it is. Always but is. To your point, too, it, it, it was 2016 when Brady served that suspension. So it was a whole season after that and then a whole n- another offseason. Yeah, so it was a year that. and a half, basically, yeah. of mm-hmm. just like, this guy cheated. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. He killed the cold so bad. Uh, we, yeah, thank you. Thank it's you. sweet. Quarterback for that Colts team that made it to the AFC <laughs> Championship game. Ooh was a rookie, and he was being coached by an interim coach by the name of Bruce Arians for that particular season all the way up until the playoffs because Chuck Pagano, brand-new head coach from the Baltimore Ravens D.C. uh, position, had been diagnosed with leukemia week four. We had an early bye, week five maybe, we had an early bye. He has a couple bruises on his body. It's his first time ever being an NFL head coach, a coach for 30 years or whatever. Obviously, his wife, Tina, who's a saint. She was here last mm-hmm. week. Incredible lady. Wonderful. She like almost forces him to go and get it checked out. As soon as he goes to the hospital, they tell him he's not leaving. We're running tests. We're running scans. You have surgery starting tomorrow. You have this leukemia. We're told whenever we come back in the team meeting room that, hey, this is what's taking place. Obviously, there's some emotional players who have history with Chuck Pagano since college. Like Reggie has known Chuck literally since he was 17 years old couple questions, a couple doctors in there. And then Bruce Arians is named interim coach. We'll keep the light on. We go on a run. We end up making it to the fucking AFC Championship game where we played against a team with deflated footballs. Right. Oh, yeah. So then everybody starts crowning Andrew Luck as the next guy. And he had been crowned as the next guy literally since high school. This is the next John Elway. This guy is smarter than everybody. He's built better than everybody. And his football IQ is through the roof. His dad, Oliver Luck, not only an incredible quarterback himself, but also a man who is a very, very accomplished businessman in the world of sport. So Andrew Luck has backgrounds from Germany growing up in the Alps when his dad was working for the World League, then in Houston where he was running the Dynamo, the MLS team, let alone all his football connections throughout the world. So Andrew Luck is like maybe the most cultured, athletically gifted quarterback of all time since high school. They're saying this Mm -hmm. about him. In his rookie year, we go all the way to the fucking AFC Championship game. And then from that point forward, all we would witness was greatness from Andrew Luck on the football field. But what we would also see is him getting his fucking ass beat on the football field. Literally every game, there was a hit that he would take that would make you think, whoa, this guy's got to be in pain. But he was so big, so strong, stood right back up, always complimenting the people that hit him so hard that everybody just assumed that he was okay. A report is now coming out, a very long, long article yeah. written by Seth Wickersham. Sham. 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 Seth Wickersham. Like this guy's a sham. Well, you say that Same because one. he's written some things about the New oh, England Patriots. Just an right. example of the word sham. 
Okay, got it. Anyways, Seth Wickersham uh, had the incredible opportunity to write about Andrew Luck's retirement, why it happened, where he's at, what he's up to. And to be honest, Ty read it because Ty has a very big brain. Connor attempted to read it. Here's one of the quotes from the article, and I would just like somebody to – Somebody tell me what he wrote about after I read this and then what the article was. So this was one of the quotes that was tweeted alongside the article link to go read at ESPN Plus, which is a special platform you have to pay to read. Yes. But it's about Andrew Luck. This is a big-time story. Yeah. Andrew hasn't talked to anybody. Mm-mm. Andrew hasn't talked to anybody publicly since he retired nine days before a season started. So this article, obviously, everybody's looking forward to. Smart business to keep it behind a paywall by the ESPN folks. Nonetheless, it's all going to get out. This was the one paragraph that was kind of slotted with it. Luck had started to tell himself a series of stories of being a quarterback of being a husband and father, of the injury cycle providing the gift of awareness, of having made a decision, he told himself stories of a former football player whose story made sense. Grieving what you know best, he says, often until those stories made sense. But none of them netted out in resolution or assurance that he hoped would erase this feeling he lived with and had no choice but to try to talk out. This insane conflict of giving his life to becoming one of the best in the world at his craft and wondering what's left when it's over. Therapy helped Luck to arrive at the clarity that I don't need more clarity, he says. Language that felt both sufficient and inadequate because it failed to yield what he most wanted to know. Which choices are the right ones? And are they right forever? And if they fade or if their edges recede like an iceberg, were they wrong even if they still feel right? I doubt I will ever find the answers, he says. All of them. Or any answers. Okay, so the mental gymnastics I just had to go through to mm-hmm. read that. Is the entire article like that? Good reading, though. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was uh, advanced reader level 1,000. I asked the group this morning or whatever. But is there any answers in this thing? Because I just read this one that was tweeted alongside the link, and I tried to read it. I'm like, this is a difficult read for me. As somebody who's a part of a fucking book club. Right. Okay, I'm part of a book club. I've never read a book. Part of a book club. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of on the internet all day, every day. There was a lot of word jumble there, but I think what happened was he's just conflicted by it all. Did you read the entire thing? What was your big takeaway about it? Yeah, I read most of it. Uh, this excerpt uh, is pretty convoluted and confusing, but this actually like, kind of goes well with what we were talking about today with like Brady and Rodgers and these guys. A big part of it is basically like he committed everything to being a quarterback, and when you do that, like everything kind of falls by the wayside. Like He talks about his relationship with his then-girlfriend, now-wife, and being a dad and how everything in his being basically went to trying to be the the best possible quarterback you could be and then on top of like being injured and having to re- rehab like it didn't really give much room for anything else in his life like he committed his entire life well we he- heard that about Tom right I mean, exactly yeah. which kind of is why it, it makes sense when we're talking about with guys like that it's like when you're at this level and you're a quarterback who is one of the greats of all time like, that's just kind of how it is. Like, if you want to be one of those guys, you don't really have a choice but to commit your entire life to it. And that's why we see some of the – I mean, you know, it's, it's not the same thing with Brady and his family and stuff like that or whatever you want to talk about. But there's a reason these guys a lot of times end up – you know, you always talk about the Hall of Fame speeches where the first thing they're oh, saying yeah. is, hey, to my wife and to my kids, like, I'm sorry I wasn't around all the time. I, I definitely could have been a much better father. But – I think that is that's basically what this is saying is, you know, like where he's at right now and kind of coming to peace with his decision because I think he still loves football, but it, it came down to a situation where it was kind of like his wife was kind of done. 
Like she, she, you know, like was accomplished in her own right. She had. There's stuff. a gymnastics move named after his wife mm-hmm. I believe, because how she, how good she is in gymnastics. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty I mean, sure she's like a fucking from like the Czech Republic. Yeah, like a stud uh-huh. over there really? at Stanford. Yeah, as he well. met her at Stanford. She was getting an MBA. Obviously, if you go to like, you know, not a, you, they're not letting everybody into Stanford. Like, it's not like she's some dumb dumb who got lucky that she married Andrew Luck. Like she's. Very intelligent, accomplished in her own right, had a bunch of stuff she wanted to do, but that's what she was kind of saying is like, hey, if your husband chooses this profession and this is what he does and he's this good, like you have to just be at his service pretty much. Like it doesn't really give you the option to to do anything that you want to do on your own. So it was a lot of like luck basically coming to terms with like, am I okay that that I kind of just walked away. I still love this. Did I make the right choice? I don't know if I'll ever know, but it's it does really seem like he is actually at peace and like genuinely happy with where he is at right now. But it also really underscores what we talk about with those other guys and why it is so easy to see, like why it's impossible for these guys to walk away. How long did it take you to read that thing? Uh, I mean, probably about 35 minutes. 35, Jesus. 40 minutes. It's a long read. It is. Well, yeah, but you're, you're like a solid reader, like good reader as well. I couldn't even imagine if I attempted that thing, how many times I had to do See, we read what? Yeah. We just don't go- comprehend yeah. what we read. I can read through it. You, yeah. you know, you do like, mm-hmm. what was that game where you had to read? Retention like, and comprehension is a problem. Yeah, it's just, well, I can do it in tweets. You, yeah. you show me a tweet. I can probably remember it a week later who sent it, what it was said. Simple. But just those long, like that whole paragraph right there. Mm-hmm. That I was, was a confusing it. one. I'm like, bro, what the times. fuck? Is there any answers in this thing? Yeah. I, I don't. I'm trying to use context. Why does he even write like this, though? Well, because he's a writer. He's super yeah. smart. He has yeah. to use super words. But also, I couldn't even imagine what him and Lux conversations were like because oh. Lux Rolodex of words is. Pff, I used to have you. I didn't talk to him that much. I didn't really know him that well. Andrew, I thought he was an incredible football player. I took a picture of Adam Vinatieri that had Andrew in the background. A lot of thigh. Yeah. Whoops. Mm-hmm. His whole thigh and his ass cheek was Couple out butt there. cheeks in there. Yeah, his yeah. right, right <laughs> butt cheek was in there. Nothing else. Hands were placed perfectly in that particular mm-hmm. situation there. But, like, um, so we never got – but the conversations I had had with him, I was trying to use context clues, like trying to keep up with what he was saying. He was talking to somebody else, and I'm like, listen, for somebody else that maybe knows what that word was to say something so I can start piecing some things together because I think I know what he just said, but I'm not 100% sure because if that word means the opposite of what I think he said, I could see how that sentence could go the other way as well. So it was always a constant game of me trying to keep up with his big fucking brain because of how incredibly smart he was. I think AQ had a much better relationship with him than I did, was probably around him a lot more. But we're talking about super intellect. Oh, yeah. Not just like a little super intellect. Super Next intellect. Level. Who's world traveled as well. So he's like, I could see how he's a deep thinker. I could see how he's conflicted about it all, knowing that he could be an architectural engineer at any time and make a shit ton of money mm-hmm. doing that as well while his wife's not happy. It, made, it makes a lot more sense about why he retired. I think it's nice to have a little bit of an answer. Did you read in there, though, that somebody could come with a massive offer and say, hey, this is what your life could be and he could play? Did you hear that at all? They, that- they didn't mention that in it because I, th- I, I don't see him – at least from the the quick read that I, I don't ever see him playing again because he they talk about how Wickersham and him were on Stanford's campus because he went back to school to do whatever and like he was taking a full course load and he already he like he told him like I had to drop a class because I don't want to get in the situation where like me and my wife and my kids are on you know like a different page like that's happened so much already like I'm never letting that happen again so it seems like right, good. football I, I don't think you. yeah I don't happy for you Andrew. They did confirm a uh, shoulder 
further injury with what? the snowboard yeah, thing. Extreme, oh. They both love extreme skiing, which is probably one of the reasons. He hurt his shoulder doing what? Seth, not not his wife. Seth right. and Andrew Luck love extreme skiing. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, Andrew Luck was going to be a part of Ski Patrol, yeah. maybe over in the Alps. Or yeah, something? correct. He said after he retired, he was considering going and getting a job at just like a Ski Patrol and just vanishing. Would like to let everybody know that if I'm trapped in the middle of um, an avalanche or whatever, and I see Aunt, this Andrew Luck dude Huge. show up, I'm very pumped. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just fucking snagging you mm-hmm. over the shoulder, and we're out of here. Yep. He would be incredible at that. I wonder what he'll be seeking his entire life. You know, it sounds mm-hmm. like he just wants to be a good family man, wants yeah. to be a good husband, wants to be a good dad. Happy for him. He was a great football player. Honestly, a great football player. AQ, your thoughts on Andrew Luck and him finally speaking now, apparently, out of nowhere with Seth Wickersham. Sure. Yeah, I don't – I mean, it's – I didn't get anything from that. That quote right there? What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it was a 35-minute read. Though. Yeah. We were banking on Ty's 35-minute <laughs> reading to tell us what it is for us to get a full grasp of it. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, I hope he's at peace. Yeah, yeah, legit. Hope he's happy. Mm-hmm. That's all this comes down to, right? Like, as long as he's happy and can live with this, because there was a lot for him moving forward. A lot. Oh, yeah. Those contracts are only going this way. Yeah. He'd be right... He'd be right in the middle of all of this, mm-hmm. this whole entire and, and that was a big part of it is like when he retired, what I think it was the, he was in the middle of like a hundred. Choked up right now? Dude, I'm yeah. like choking on something right now. Jesus. Can't do it. Can't do it. But he was in the middle of like his contract was what for, you know, however many years for hundred and fifty five million dollars. And that was like a big part is like, hey, if he were still playing, like either the contract he would have just signed or the one he was about to sign is probably double that hundred and fifty five million dollars. Like he's yeah. he's probably getting close to you know what Mahomes was getting uh in his his most recent contract. did you guys ever get vibes that he was just miserable I see I was never honestly I, was, I <laughs> don't know yeah <laughs> that's I what I, I don't know that's what it makes that to be like that he was going through this like excruciating like personal mental hell with football and with his family life and like I think the question that uh, the therapist that he was seeing posed was like are you more than a quarterback and that kind of led him not immediately to yeah I don't really need football but it led him to like yeah I am also a father and like a you know husband and all these other things and that his entire life he was football 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 but like when he looks at it from you know an outside perspective he's not just a quarterback you know what's fascinating to me is the idea Identity issue is when why sometimes retirement is so tough for a lot of people, not just quarterbacks, which is obviously much more difficult than everybody else because the way they've been treated by the community forever, which is in high regards because they're the only thing that matters. But identity issues are a problem. Like for people, whenever yeah. they retire, they don't know what they're lost almost. And then they feel as if even their family are judging them now because, or their friends are judging them now because when they used to go out, oh, their friend was a guy in the NFL. Now they go out, oh, he's just a retired guy in the NFL. Like a lot of people lose confidence, they lose their identity. It sounds like there's a chance that that's happened or did happen with Andrew. Sorry he had to go through that. Happy he has found some happiness. I actually, if you ever hear me talk about Andrew, and I was on SportsCenter, I think, the day after he retired. Yeah. It was like my first time on SportsCenter, I think. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, they wheeled you out there, right? What's that, pal? Were you the one that had to speak after? No, no. The- I was uh, I was uh, already retired. You were already done. Yeah, okay, I was already okay. retired. Um, the only thing I ever said bad about Andrew Luck was that he wasn't a big enough asshole. To yeah. be a quarterback. Yeah. Guy's not a big enough asshole to be a quarterback. Uh, what, what do you mean he's not a big enough asshole? It's like being a quarterback, you you have to take ownership of the team. Like the team only goes as you go. It's literally what you've been told your entire life and treated your entire life. I think you have to be a little bit more like, nah, we're playing this guy. We're not playing that guy. We're doing this. We're not doing this. This is what I like to do. I 
For instance, I don't like having a lacerated spleen every single yeah, game because right. I'm just getting get, – so we're not going to do what you want me to do anymore. We are going to change the offense. Like, I think you have to be that type of human to be a successful NFL quarterback, to be a successful maybe NBA superstar, to be a successful tennis. I think, like, to be those high-end people that we chat about when it comes to competition – exactly. Like, this is an exact – exactly. Mm-hmm. This, I couldn't – that's a great – Example from literally last night. Like, I think every quarterback that has been great has had some moment where they had to be an asshole, Mm -hmm. but they were being an asshole for the betterment of the team. So, who thinks they're an asshole? The one person that is either getting called out or affected by this, or the whole group that is suffering or experiencing a much better life because of it. You're a CEO of a company immediately. And I thought when Andrew got drafted, number one overall, and he showed up three weeks into OTAs and was making checks that nobody else knew because he already had the fucking playbook memorized because he had to finish his degree, and he was just photographic memory. I got it. I got it. No problem. I was like, okay, this is a guy. But then as I watched him kind of play, he was always trying to appease people. felt like he was always trying to, like, the uh, general manager. Well, oh, you're the general manager. You know better than me. Uh, coach or offense coordinator. Oh, you're the coach or offense coordinator. You know better than me. Oh, yeah, you think you do. You know better than me. And I wasn't tight enough with him to ever just be like, hey, they don't, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, they know what they know. You are the one that has to do it, though. So you should fucking tell them, nah. We're ki-. For instance, this guy right here. Like, I think you and Andrew got along pretty well, right? Every time you played, felt like we were doing well, and Andrew wasn't getting killed as much. Like, there's numerous moments where I think Andrew should have been like, he's playing. He's playing. Yeah. We're putting him out there. Like Peyton. Like, exactly. But I watched Peyton do it for fucking three years or whatever, and I just assume that's how quarterbacks are. I'm like, oh, this is what an NFL – makes sense. This is, mm-hmm. the, this is exactly what the NFL is. And then I watch Andrew, and he didn't have that in him because I think he was too nice of a fucking guy. Mm-hmm. He takes a massive shot from somebody. Great shot, man. Yeah. Like, he's just trying to appease them. Whenever a coach makes a decision that is obviously a wrong decision and we should not be doing it offense coordinator-wise or whatever, he's like, well, you put in a lot of hard work for that. That's your decision – We'll go try to make it work for you, which is cool. He's just, like, too nice of a guy. And it makes sense that literally he was so conflicted to how good of a husband he was supposed to be, which we hear everybody talk about, that that is what kind of took him away from being one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the mm-hmm. NFL. Yes. He's such a nice he's such a nice fucking guy, this mm-hmm. Andrew Luck guy. Honestly, I think that is my biggest takeaway from all of it is he's an incredibly nice guy, an incredibly good guy, an incredibly smart guy. Oh, yeah. What? So that's what we're getting out of that? We get that – he was more concerned about being a better husband? Yes, I think and, so. Like, person as a whole, like, father, like, there are a lot of, like, different aspects of it. I, I mean, think, there's plenty of time to be that, right? Like, I mean, like, I don't got, know. Yeah, but I think a big part of it was that his wife basically gave him an ultimatum. She was like, hey, I'm sick and tired of that. That happened in the article? What, in the you, article. Yeah, How many minutes in? 20 minutes in? Was that, like, a three-quarters of the way through? Or it when did the ultimatum come? Probably about an hour and a half for me in to the article. <laughs> okay, 30 minutes in. What was she sick yeah. and tired of? I think just... I mean, he was getting beat up and like just the way he was acting at home. Like it was just like I mean, miserable. Yeah, and probably yeah. not the probably not the guy she met when they first got married. You know, I mean, it's like completely different. And then I think it was all the stuff with football was just weighing on him, and he's just like, I mean, I don't know. You guys obviously know much better playing in the league, but it's like you know what no, you're. No. You want to be I mean, home, and she probably, especially when you have a kid, like she wants him to be present, and he's like there technically, but he's not present. Like his mind's in the building, or it's doing whatever. Like so, it's so. AQ and I um, will probably say like, you know, one hundred and fifty million dollars. I think was the contract, right? 
I think it was 150 million. That's what we're thinking, and yeah. a lot of people four and a half months. Suck it up. All right, like six months. I think six months, yeah. whatever it is. Well, and like the ultimatum too was that uh, like Andrew wouldn't he wouldn't talk to her about it, and like Ty just mentioned, she's a very successful gymnast. Like she understands the injury part of she sport. She has a badass degree too. I think she's uh, yeah. She got an MBA from Stanford. Like she's she like got a, her master's in business. Yeah, yeah she's a fucking she, rock star, associate producer for like NBC, like very high up, I believe. Because really? part yeah. of it that She's they were TV saying, producer now, yeah. yeah, part of it um, in the article. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. When she called, when Andrew called her to tell her, like, "Hey, I'm going to hang it up." She's like, "Okay, sounds good. Got to go. I'm with the camera crew right now. I got to do my job." Oh, so, so it was more. Yeah, exactly. So one person's but job is a, a lot of it was about him kind of keeping it internal and not sharing. Uh, how he was really feeling. We hope he's happy. Family. I hope everybody's happy. Sounds like they are. Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats on all the success. Uh, Morocco has eliminated Spain. Wow. 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 Holy Going shit. into overtime, they were plus 270. Yeah. The World Cup ended on Saturday last when week. When? The United States got. Yeah. Oh, that's Cheeky. how they knocked Spain out? Cheeky. Oh, oh, and a waddle. Oh. The waddle. And a waddle. As somebody who is, you know, obviously, Morocco's goalie, man. Breathe the air of Morocco. Yeah, Spain had all reds up there. Yeah, that's what Zito just said. The goalie crushed it. Congrats to the goalie. Wow. What a win. Oui, oui, monsieur. Mm -hmm. They speak French over there. Didn't know if you know that. Didn't. People forget. Not very cultured. You? Who would have guessed? Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, you don't even have respect for fucking Joe DiNaro. Yeah. Yeah. So. how's How's your Twitter life going? I... I mean, I don't know who this guy is. I Joe, you don't know who what? Joe is? You don't know who you are? You, yeah. Yeah. Somebody in this office. I'm, I'm feeling it. What? No. What do you think what? we got time? Hmm. Wait, what do you mean in this office? What's going on? There's Joe DiNardo burner just coming at me every Whoa. day. That's awesome. Coming I, at you, coming on it's you. It's probably the ghost of Joe. Probably Could is be. the ghost of Joe. Might be his Joe kid. Knew. Might be. Joe What are they Jr. saying? What do, you, what do you mean? What's going on? I get on? the weather update for Pittsburgh every day. From Joe DiNardo's burner? Yep. I bet you it's spot on. Yeah, yeah. yeah nailed it. Probably spot on. Do they have any pictures of Doppler that Donato's reading or no? Nope. No, no pictures. Is, it, is that his Twitter photo? No, uh, I think it is actually. Todd, <laughs> rest in peace. Joe. I think it is. Missy no Joe. golfing Missy today, Joe. bitch. Yeah, that's is that right. What the, is that that's what the, right. is that what it says? I think so. Joe Donato's burner tweets you no golfing today, <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's that person. Awesome. That person needs that. to start doing the Arizona weather too. Hey, yeah. congratulations, yeah. whoever's doing that. Yeah, well done. Way to go, Joe Junior. Love you, Joe. What's Change subjects. There's been a firing yeah. in the NFL. Oh, no way. Whoa. Happened about 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, before we dove into the Andrew Luck uh, conversation. The Tennessee Titans have fired their general manager, John Robinson, what? here going into week 14 of the NFL season 2022. Uh, Ian Rappaport was first on it. He and Pelissero got the news before anybody else. That the Tennessee Titans, who are currently in the lead of the AFC South, who were the number one team in the AFC going into the playoffs just one season ago, who have the reigning coach of the year, have fired the general manager, Michael David Smith of Pro Football Talk, at Michael Dav Smith. Titans coach Mike Vrabel didn't want to trade A.J. Brown. John Robinson did it anyways. On Sunday, Brown had 119, two tuds, and his new team blew out the Titans, and now Robinson is paying the price. What about Vrabel? 
Whenever they asked him about trading A.J. Brown immediately upon it happening, he did not have much to say yeah. about it. That was obviously, now we know, is because Vrabes did not want to trade A.J. Brown. Why would you want to trade A.J. Brown, especially after what we've seen from A.J. Brown on a football field, both with the Titans and how Tannehill looked with him on the field, versus now with the Philadelphia Eagles, how he has been a complete difference maker for that entire offense and that team as a whole with the swagger and talent he brought to Philadelphia on a draft night trade that Vrabes did not love. Now, after a loss to the Philadelphia Eagles and A.J. Brown doing his thing, John Robinson is fired. A.Q. Shipley, your thoughts on this? Is Vrabes now the GM of the Titans? And have we ever seen anything like this? Did they put a bet on? All right. We play him next year. Uh-huh. If he has a bad game, you get promoted, you, you become the coach. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if he has a good game against us, I become the GM. Yeah. You're fired. Charles, you got it. This is a fucking good deal. Easy. Bam. I'm going to become the head. Vice President of Player Personnel Ryan Cowden is taking over as interim GM, says at my sports update of Pro Football Focus. So Pro Football Talk and Pro Football Focus are updating us on all the news in Tennessee. AQ, you're just immediate reactions here since we know absolutely nothing other than allegedly Vrabes was pissed that A.J. Brown went to the Eagles. I mean, this is unpre- unprecedented, right? Like, I, I don't think, think so. we've ever seen a yeah. winning team fire yeah. a GM at this point in the season, yeah. maybe ever, right? Yeah, something stinks. Something's going they on. They just here. Si- he just signed an extension the same day as Raves did in February. Yeah, yeah. This is now the trade the trade came after that, but OC just that- got a Dewey. Is something going on behind the scenes? Yeah, but what? You think he was driving and uh, nah, OC maybe. took the... <laughs> See, in the you back think seat? OC yeah. was hitting shotgun and was like, <laughs> was, I'll do it like for Like when, yeah. Kenny, when Kenny Powers yeah, put Kenny Stevie P- Janowski <laughs> in the driver's seat? <laughs> you were driving. You drove. It's not funny. Don't drunk drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 we're just talking about the, the show. Yeah, the show yeah. is very funny. The show is funny. Uh, we know what happened. And we honestly, we probably should have seen it coming. Uh, Vrabel is the consummate, you know epitome of being a tough guy john robinson was crying and blubbering at the combine about not doing enough to make the team succeed Braves probably saw it and said get this fucking guy out of here i don't care when you do it i don't care when it happens get this fucking guy out of here i can't i can't look at this guy in the face anymore make sure it's after we play aj brown (laughs) Uh make sure it happens the week after how about Braves going I got my quarterback who's going into depression because we yeah. lose a game. I got a fucking GM crying. <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah. what, six lips yeah. in right now? I, I, I don't got enough chaw to get me through this. No, oh, shit. We do remember this. Yep. He was sitting right next to John Ross. So you're telling me we're getting rid of the best player in football. All right. Look at that look on the way back. Go back to that. Yeah, fucking. His way geez. back. Head shake, tight pants. He's still working out. Obviously, it's the off season. It. He did hasn't had. Did you see had, the exhale by John Robinson? What? Look at that head shake. The whole did one of these like Robinson did? Yeah. Right after Braves got up like there's full stats and analytics now. Like the Titans have made the playoffs four out of six seasons at John Robinson. Yeah. Oh he said, Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Braves head tilt right there. Yeah. This guy's trying to fucking kill me. Now do know that coaches and GMs have a natural buttoning beef. Mm-hmm. Because coaches can only coach the players that the GM gives them, mm-hmm. and the GM thinks all the players that they've given the coaches are good. So if the sure. players don't play good, it's the coach's fault. And if the players don't play good, coaches believe GM's fault for giving us shitty players. Yeah, it's a big, hey, this is on you. No, this is on you. That's a natural thing that happens 
in I, I would probably assume every single NFL organization is outside of Bill Belichick who does absolutely Andy both Reed. of them. Oh, yeah. Andy Reid, probably same way with Veach, you're saying he's good. Yeah, with I it. think like there's there's a couple. I think Schneider's very good with Pete Carroll. Like there's some good working relationships, and then there's some that are Yeah, you're fucking me. No, mm-hmm. you're fucking me. No. You're, you're fucking, fucking me. <laughs> Sirianni and Howie, because Howie looks into everything, so Sirianni can tell him. Brandon Bean, McDermott. Cody and, and anybody who is the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who's yeah. only been one person for the entire time, but now it is somebody new, <laughs> yep. of course, who turned Diggs is dropping Good in. Point, Man, I'm fucking working. <laughs> I love that. What are your thoughts on uh, I loved it. I love Coach Tomlin. I mean, he's, I mean, he's going to have another not losing season, which is unbelievable. Well, so, all right. Let's finish up the John Robinson yeah. stuff. We'll get back to that, though. Yeah. They just have fucking terrible players in Pittsburgh. And why is Colbert held in such high regards? Because the, the stat that everybody says is another winning season. Holy hell, look at how he won. Look at who he won with. It's yeah. like, well, then why is the GM always held in such high regard? If they have, Well, you guys haven't won a, a playoff game, what, 11 No, six years? 2016? I block out the bad. I just know that uh, Colbert won two Super Bowls. Get two talking points. Get two talking points. But that is a real thing. Every time they say that, I'm like, oh, they're taking shots at the GM right there. Whenever they say Tomlin has never coached a losing season and look at the teams they've had, I'm like, that's to what we were just talking about with the coaches and GMs. That's a shot at the GM pretty much. Or is it just untimely, unlikely injuries that have No, I think I think when it comes to it, it's there's so many cycles that go through when you have a starting quarterback that makes the crazy money. As soon as you pay that starting quarterback that crazy money, the team has to fall at some point unless you draft really well. So I think there's a point to that that like it's hard to have a 500-plus season every year. It's hard. It is very hard. There's going to be boom, 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 and then you see a drop-off. Boom, 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 then there's going to be a drop-off. They've never had that huge drop-off. Well, so we should like their drop off parties. is a, their drop off is an eight and eight season. That's a drop off yeah. for them. Pittsburgh Steelers postseason results. Yeah, it yeah. So it's been six championship years. in New England when uh, AB started recording the post game of the divisional of Mike Tomlin yelling something along yeah. the lines of like we're going to kick their no. ass. <laughs> Not to mention injuries too, right? Assholes Not what yeah, Super Bowl with that. fucking Ben Levin. AB was is real. It was a real fucking. Kicking the jaw. Yeah. Take Q's point though. When when the offense was rolling like that, the defense, the defense wasn't very good. Then they reload the defense. The offense started to stink. Anyways, let's get back to John Robinson. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. happened here. Yeah. Something. Oh yeah. Something happened here. This ain't. Need some inside sources. We got to call Vrabel. Call somebody. Yeah. Here's from Amy Adams Strunk. That's a sweet last name. Stink. Stank. Stank. Strong. Since becoming controlling owner in 2015, my goal has been to raise the standard for what is expected in all facets of our organization. I believe we have made significant progress both on and off the field through investments in leadership, personnel, and new ideas. This progress includes the core of our business, the football team itself, which is regularly evaluated both by results, parenthesis, wins and losses, parenthesis, and team construction slash roster building. I am proud of what we have accomplished in the eight seasons of ownership, but I believe there is more to be done and higher aspirations to be met. I want to thank John for his dedicated work to set this organization on an upward trajectory, and I wish him and his family the best. Amy Adams like, yeah, you've made good teams. We're number one team. With our coach, though, yeah. I think if we had a GM that was a little bit more aggressive and was able to make these bigger moves, and GM's probably like, are you guys giving me the money to do this? That's probably what he's going to say. <laughs> Sure. Privately in the con, because everybody has somebody else. Okay, we've learned that in every business. 
there's always you talk to the person that we think is to blame, they have their own story as well. Unless they're just owning being terrible what they do. I assume John Robinson has his own story in this entire mm-hmm. thing. I'm excited to maybe hear it. Probably won't, though, because that's how the NFL works, especially at the GM position. Who are they going to hire? They're going to try to get somebody aggressive? Is that what that sounded like to yeah. me? Yeah, or just make like just do the Vrabel thing. Yeah. We've talked about how Vrabel's reached that level of head coach. Like, Let's say you know he's not that level to be the GM, too. And this is to your point. like When they talk about getting rid of guys who are on the last year of their contract, like, yeah, you get something in return for them, but you don't get that last year of that player. And I assume the Titans front offense is thinking, hey, we have a great team. If you were to add A.J. Brown to the team that we have right now, we're probably, you know, not just in the top of our oh, own yeah, Vrabes. Vrabes in that moment says, so why do you think they're trading for A.J. Brown? Oh, they're trying to make a run at it. And Vrabes goes, so what are we doing? So are we. Yeah. yeah. Are we, we're exactly. number one team in the AFC. What are we fucking talking about? We had 90-some players come through this roster last year, the most in the NFL, number one seed in the, in the AFC. Who, that we're trying to make a fucking run, too. You think that's what it was there? Yes, 100%, because they were the number one seed. And, like, I get the whole, you know, hey, they're drafting the replacement of A.J. Brown with Traylon Burks, and Traylon Burks he's has been good. good. player. Yeah, he, he's been good really guy, good. Good guy, good player. Made yeah. an unbelievable catch to score touchdown against the Eagles. But, like, when you're talking about the tiers of players, like A.J. Brown is in that upper tier of wide receivers and they don't have that you know guy on their uh roster at least who plays wide receiver that is what did Derek Henry rush for 25 yards yeah 12 rushes not great I think Tannehill was a leading rusher with 30 yards yeah but that all plays into each exactly, other exactly right yeah. doesn't it mm-hmm. AJ Brown on team helps out the run game oh, obviously yeah. like 100%. That, that all kind of plays into each other and it other. also I mean Tennessee got down early right well Once yeah down early, that's, that's, that, that's why he couldn't run because AJ Brown fucking gutted him and had Correct. you know two touchdowns in the, I mean <laughs> and it's the same thing we talk about with all that Shanahan stuff like that's part of that Shanahan scheme too you get behind you're fucked period uh, how about Sirianni too probably going up the Vrabes afterwards hey good game dog hey thanks way to give up AJ Brown yeah. Yeah. thanks bro <laughs> Vrabes you mother he's done yeah. you mother we're firing John. I think everybody loves Vrabes, if I had to guess. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's why I make him the GM. Like, players probably want to. Do you think to. he wants to? True. That's a lot, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's why, like, what Bill Belichick Ton. has accomplished is mm-hmm. so impressive. Negotiating. Now, I assume that Bill Belichick delegates that to somebody. I assume he has somebody that handles the practice squad, the day-to-day. Yes. So he's not even a part of it. I assume he has to give the okay on it, and there's other people that do it. But the negotiating contracts with your stars every offseason, the mm-hmm. structuring a, a, an entire roster in the offseason, like that on top of trying to figure out how the game has evolved. And, like, so much time. Bill Belichick has spent – so much fucking time in the NFL, which is obviously notable, I think. Yeah, and it's also crazy looking back on Belichick, too, because he's never given a guy, you know, that A.J. Brown contract. He's never given somebody, you know, a five-year, $100 million deal because of the way he negotiates. Like, even you look at the Matthew Judon contract, who I think we can all agree is probably the Patriots' best player. When you look at it now in comparison to what T.J. Watt or Miles Garrett got, I think they gave Matthew Judon like $13 million a year. And he's leading the league in sacks. Like, the way he negotiates contracts is ridiculous. And Ninkovich told you that one time. Yeah, I was, like, I was in my head I was trying to figure out who told – I think it was Ninkovich. Yeah. I wonder how he deals with agents. I would like to hear oh, how man. agents feel going into conversation with Belichick because I think Ninkovich went in there and negotiated himself, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. If it works. You know, if it doesn't right. work, I hate it. Right. I absolutely hate it. But I like, I like guys that represent themselves, take business into their own hands and everything like that. 
But I couldn't even imagine negotiating with Bill Belichick. That'd be a blast. Yeah. I'm sure with guys like Vrabel too, who like he's probably okay with the accountability. Like he, you know, like where it's like if if he becomes the GM and they fucking stink next year, like there is no finger pointing. You know what I mean? There's no like. Let me well, send a text. Yeah. There's think, no way I get an answer. Think Johnny John, Johnny Robinson go back to the Pats? Maybe go back to. Uh, you know, everyone always comes home, Tony. But uh, I don't know if there's a spot still for John at the table. I'll be honest with you. All right, I just sent a text. Here we go. You going to want to be GM too? Question mark. Let's assume that never gets answered. But if it does, we'll certainly read it. Yep. Right. right into this microphone. <laughs> damn right. Right here. I try not to abuse yeah. my texting ability to people, but I mean, that would be a massive piece of information. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah would There's another guy. Everything. Like if Vrabel was like, I think I'm at the point I'm where I, I could be yeah. a GM too, that would make sense on why this happened a little bit more than what's currently happening. <laughs> Joining us now live from an attic in Ohio, a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, a video game shit talker, an NBA pundit, ladies and gentlemen, COVID survivor, AJ Hawk. Yay! Yay! How you doing, AJ? What what the hell did John Robinson do to get fired at this point in the season? Yep, we're all thinking the same thing, AJ. Sure seems like something is... Does Rap Sheet have anything? It's uh, a good mm. question. I texted Vrabel. Did you t- will you text Rabel too? You're yeah. much closer to him than I am. I just texted him. Yeah, I, Go ahead. Yeah, FaceTimed him, FaceTimed him, texted him. He hasn't got back to me yet. Maybe Fickle or Taylor Lewan might have. Some? I said, you're going to want to be GM too, is what I texted him. I assume that's never mm. going to get answered. I just assume. Never He'll know. get back to you. He'll say something smart too. You know that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that. Like, th- that'll be, <laughs> yeah. it'll be something like that. They're running a video from the draft night when A.J. Brown was traded from the Tennessee Titans to the Philadelphia Eagles, and you watch it back. And I think we chatted about it whenever we were on our draft spectacular, but we didn't make a big deal out of it because the Tennessee Titans have been so successful. Under his watch, six years as GM, they made the playoffs four times. Last year, they were the number one team in the AFC. They had to use more players than anybody else because of the IR situation that they had. Vrabel became coach of the year because of that situation, but you would assume that the GM and the head coach would be on the same page especially when there's been that much success and they're a winning program right now what do you think it was do you think it all goes back to draft night do you think that's when Vrabel said I'm I fucking hate this guy when do what do you think Vrabel had anything to do with this why do you think this happened now AJ just giving your punditry thoughts well I, I would I would assume yes this anything that happens like this it usually has started months and months ago possibly but yeah of course Vrabel was consulted if the owner makes a decision right the owner is the only person that can fire the GM I'm guessing Correct? Yes. And the owner, Amy Adams. Adams Strunk. Strunk. There it is. Amy Adams Strunk released a statement saying, like, good. We're trying to be great. Basically saying, like, yeah, we're good. Trying to be great. So Mm -hmm. then that signifies that ownership, Amy Adams Strunk, is saying we would have offered up money if this guy wanted to pay A.J. Brown or wanted to bring anybody else in to maybe help us go on a run, as opposed to the Philadelphia Eagles who are going all in and and will take one of their players and do as such. Is that what Amy's saying? And what Do you you think Vrabel's the next GM here? Because they got an interim GM, so maybe Vrabel's is like middle of the season. This is not what I have experience of picking up in this whole thing. Do you think Vrabel's going to want to be the next general manager coach following along in Bill Belichick's footsteps and Bill O'Brien's footsteps whenever he was at the Houston Texans when he was lead counsel, general manager, head coach? I think he was also doing – I think he was doing the trash there too. I think so. I think he was. I think he was. 
I think so. Did Sanitary, make lunches? custodial yeah. management. Custodial management. I think so. <laughs> Anyways, he had every job. It was not good. He was taking on those jobs, I think, to try to get fired is what it seemingly was happening with Bill O'Brien. But do you think Vrabel could do it? You know him much better than us. And is that something he would want to do, you think? I do think Brable is one of the guys that could do it. He could find a way to balance that and be the GM and the head coach and still find a way to be successful. But, yeah, that's the question. I don't know. I feel like Braves is either going to be like all in, yes, absolutely, this is what I want to do, I love having control of all of it and getting input from the people that I, I enjoy, or he's going to say absolutely not, I would never do that. I oh, can see either way. Yeah, or he's going to, when you ask him that question, he's going to say, why would I want to do that with my life? Like, yeah. you're the dumbest person of all time for even asking, mm-hmm. right? Because yep. it is a massive compliment to ask that question. Like, hey, we think you have the capability to be a person that can not only be a successful head coach in the NFL, but also a GM. You might be one of the only people on earth that has the capability to do as such because you have a work ethic, you're an Ohio fuck, you've been a player, you've been in the locker room, you right. have the culture, everybody already loves you, and I assume you do good business because of the way he acts and does his thing. So I think it's a compliment, but you're right. I don't know him as well as you do. I do know a lot of Ohio fucks. And you're 100% right. You'll either be like, hell yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I'm excited for this. I'm going to kill this. I'm, I'm ready for it. Or it's, why would you even ask me that? You think I want this guy. Yeah. Like, it's, you're 100 I guess that is probably the way to look at it. I'd be excited for him, AQ. Do you think it's possible you were a coach for one year? Mm-hmm. Drawing up cards. What? Fixing printers. What? Getting coffee for me. 12 years, Super Bowl champion, accomplished, has a family, mm-hmm. adult at yeah. this thing. Started at the bottom there's, of the chain. There's a paper jam, you know, I, Yeah, need you. Hey. I fixed it, too. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 Not I scared to humble yourself, no. go back down there and do that. You know, Pittsburgh guy. Doesn't like Donardo, so obviously yeah. red flags. But Weird. Pittsburgh guy, hardworking guy. Not scared to get on the floor and fucking help the team if he has to. And Hocus, nonetheless. Wearing his Hocus, who... He was the one who introduced me to Hoka, so I do appreciate that. And able to afford all the nice stuff as the intern, uh, sitting next to other interns are 22 years old, in massive debt. Oh, yeah. AQ is walking in there as a millionaire already because he's already successful having to do it. That's good. Hey, way to showcase what good work ethic is. Let's go, Al. Thank you. Just got to (laughs) grind. Do you think being the head coach and GM is something that Bill Belichick just maybe has made look easy? And do you think there's a reason why he's the only one that's ever been successful in doing it? And do you think that lends to maybe Vrabel not being GM head coach in Tennessee? Yeah, I don't think it is easy at all. So, like, what Belichick's been able to do is unbelievable cause, because the biggest thing, biggest difference, I guess, between those two, right? The head coach has all these responsibilities during the week, things that we don't even see, right? All the little – you're pulled in – 30 different directions, things are on your desk, you got to do this, interview, hop on this. What are some of those things? Interviews and media availability? And- yeah, and it could even be just like you have to show up to some booster event or charity event for all the donors, whatever it is, right? Like things that we don't even see behind closed doors, but then the GM is responsible do, for everything. Do we get to go to any of those events because we're sweet holders? Is there any events we miss with be, Jeff yeah. Sarri? Is Jeff Sarri doing sweet holders? Anyways, Sorry, doing commercials. that'd be sweet. You're right, yeah, for sponsors cool. and partners. Be. That'd be cool. Hey, if he does it, you can come with us. Thanks, bro. Are you saying there's just so much on your plate already? So much winning. The, yeah, and then now from the GM standpoint, now not only are you having to handle, especially at this time of the year, now it starts to – we start to focus on next year's free agents. We start to focus on college. We start to focus on combine. Yeah. We start to focus on all those other things. Then you got the pro side of things with still – manipulating rosters at this point in the game, plus the practice squad, plus injuries. I mean, there's so many different things. Connor Bean was at the Ohio State-Michigan game. Yes. 
scouting and warm-ups of that game, walking around the field mm-hmm. with a list of people to look at. Obviously, Bill Belichick doesn't have the means to be able to do that because he's preparing for a game on Sunday. Right, have you guys been at a disadvantage this whole time, wow. which makes that dynasty Whoa. even better, you think, Connor? Well, no, I think it kind of goes to the point about Bill in free agency. You know, like, sure, he does take the draft very seriously. Didn't even go to the combine last year. Because... Yeah, he went to where? Middle Tennessee State or something. Yeah, oh, so that that was, uh, was that two years ago? Was that last in year? In the rain? Yeah, in the, in the pouring rain. There's that photo of him sitting in uh-huh. the rain mm-hmm. with the guy doing the bag drill, yeah. and it's like, Bill Belichick missed the combine today to be in the middle of a rainstorm yeah. judging one person. And I do believe that guy didn't get drafted either, which is uh, hilarious. So maybe he got scooped. Is it Cole Strange? Yeah, where's Cole Strange from? Is Cole he? Strange is from, come on, guys. He's from Middle uni- Tennessee State, right? No, he's from the University of Chattanooga. He's uh, the greatest player in the history starting? of the school. Yeah, he's starting. There's been a lot of bullshit reports. So where T.O. went? Uh, he yeah. went to UAB, I thought. No, no. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. No. Chattanooga. Oh, okay. But uh, for it's Vrabel. Cole Strange. Cole Strange, back. not the. No, yeah, he still, still definitely is because he'll be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. That's uh, like already. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. just like T.O. How many Super Bowls T.O. have? Cole's about to have six. But uh, t- to your point, well, you never know. At least one. Um, <laughs> another guy just like Vrabel, Tomlin. He's talked about it, about him wanting to be or him being you know, up for GM. And Tom's like, hey, I just, whatever players I get, my job is just to coach. Man, I'm fucking working. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Jay, that's a, that's a weird scene, though. John Robert there. Boom. Is, this is awesome. This Only coach guy. there. <laughs> Keep your Shows you how bad he hates the combine. Yeah. Uh, that seems like the, a tide has turned on the combine a little yeah. bit, too, when it comes to coaches and mm-hmm. in general, let alone mm-hmm. head coaches, just coaches in general. And GMs are like, you can watch it all at home, right? They got. All the angles hey, of it all. Air it, right? Hey, you're like, yeah, the scouts need you to definitely go so they can talk to the guys. Get eyes on Get them. to know the guys. Yeah. Let's get to, by the way, I could be there, too, with a Zoom call, so yeah. can't be in the room. I'm intrigued on what the combine's going to look like going forward, but what did John Robinson do? Let's take our guesses. What did he do, AJ? <laughs> I mean, there's so many possibilities. I guess just what gen- – it's just probably just some minor disagreements that have kind of continued to happen throughout the season. I guess that's all it might be. Okay, so you're saying pissed off Rabel? Um, no, I just say, I don't know. He probably has disagreements with the front office as well. I would imagine the owner ownership and everybody there. So pissed off the owner. Yeah. Obviously okay. if the owner's firing you, they're not happy. Okay. So you're saying he pissed off the owner. Yeah. I don't know exactly what he did to piss off the owner, but yeah, that's wrong. This going. is your guess. My guess pissed off Rabel. Uh-huh. Okay. Your guess. Uh, him, and, him and the OC were having a power hour on the back of the plane. Okay. okay. Might've got caught yeah. on tape. My sure. God, on tape. Yeah. Oh. Good point. That's the direction I was going as well. Tone? Yeah, it's, it's something unfootball related. Okay. I mean, that's. Tone. It has nothing Tony. to do with disagreements what does with that mean? the ownership or Vrabel or a trade he made. This guy is into sh- some stuff. Okay. <laughs> Tone. Tony. Like, what do you mean? What That's can you be prediction. into? That's your prediction. This is a guess. It's yes. not fact. Complete, complete yeah. a guess. I don't know. Could be working for the cartel. I don't know. All right. Jeez. So, that, all right. so that is Tone's guess. We don't know if the cartel is going to be involved, but if it is, Tone, take a fucking yeah. bow. Spot on. Plus 10 grand right there. <laughs> Toxic table. Uh, at Boston Connor, you first. Uh, my guess was that Vrabel and him probably had a post-game you know, meeting. Ooh. And uh, this time, usually it's in Vrabel's office. This time it was in John's office. They go in there. Vrabel, obviously, stressed out, pissed. Sparks up a cig. John Robinson says, hey, can you put that out, please? Uh, there's no smoking in my office. Vrabel says, oh, is that right? Flicks a cigarette down on his desk. Says, I'll see you never. 
walks out, calls Strunk, says, get this guy the fuck out of this organization. Can't Boom. smoke a cig with him. Can't smoke a cig with this guy. Can't have a beer with him. I'm done with him. And then he gets no fired. No moxie. Okay. Maybe. Ty, your uh, guess. Yeah, either Vrabes wanted to cave this guy's face in when he started crying at the combine, said, hey, listen, I'm not fucking with this guy anymore. Or John Robinson every once in a while has the frosted tips, came in one too many times, and either Vrabes or Amy Adams Strunk said, hey, listen, our GM can't look like the fucking lead singer for Rascal Flats. Get this guy the fuck out of here. We're done with him. All right. One of these could be the answer. We're excited to find out. Nonetheless, great work as the GM, John. Good run, John. Side to see where you go next. Uh, we have an update on Lamar Jackson and his injury. Zito just said into my ear. Oh. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson suffered a sprained PCO during Sunday's win over the Denver Broncos. Per league sources, PCO injuries often sideline players one to three weeks, and Ravens head coach John Harbaugh already has said that Jackson is less likely to play Sunday versus the Steelers. So Huntley and Hundley will be the quarterbacks for the Baltimore Ravens, taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers this week in a massive. You excited about this or what? Uh What's the difference? Lamar Huntley, what's the difference? Fucking Oh! 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 Lamar, Lamar stinks against Steelers, so, I mean, it doesn't matter. Huntley is awesome. Anyways, sprains PCL. Uh, I don't know exactly which one's the PCL. I know there's an A in there. There's an M in there. There's front, a- it goes front and back. I know that. I tore my PCL my senior year in high school. Is, yeah, it, I know what it is. is it from contact to the front? Because I thought it was potentially going to be a bruise, and it seems like your uh, eyes there were sweet. You just did a sweet blink. It looked like Katy Perry at that uh, uh-huh. at that yep. uh, on that is stage. Shape shifting? Uh oh. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I've heard people. Or not her. Other people. I've heard it's, there's rumors oh. out there. Reports. Oh. That's how it's you. Uh, the ACL in uh, is <laughs> the, back. the back. The posterior yeah, cruciate. I, I post. Yeah, like I, I planted my foot. I was faking a punt my senior year. Fake punt. I Dangerous planted punt. my foot like at the sticks, and a dude went low on me, which at the time I thought going low was taking the easy way out. It's not. I eventually had to tackle low. But hit me directly on my <laughs> knee, popped my knee straight back, tore my PCL. But you can also, Ooh, if you land like super hard right on top of your knee, yeah, you can hurt it as well. Yeah, see, I thought it was going to be a bruise or something to the patella because how hard he went mm. down there. Now it's a sprain, which is a partial tear. We need to remember that of his PCL in the front of the whole thing. And you said some terrible things about that guy that tore your PCL, huh? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I don't, I don't blame him, but definitely in high At school. At that time, if, yeah. if, if people were tackling, like, if people tackled low, I was like, what's their problem? Like, why do you tackle? Why would you do that? Dude, it'll hit me and in I the face. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, want, I'm bigger than you. You want to tackle me? You want to tackle another man? Yeah. Face-to-face, bro. <laughs> no. You guys know who Kirk Herbstreet is? Fucking I tackled killed him. him. Yeah. Face to face. I didn't go low on him, even well, though he was 18 years older than me. Well, face to temple, I guess, because he turned his head no. at the last second. Yeah. Sorry about it. Because he was scared. No, it's his fault. So you said so many terrible things about that guy that oh, tore your BCL. Yeah. Think about him talking about the guy after surgery when his teammates come over, his boys mm-hmm. come over to talk to him, his family, <laughs> and then they just bring up the guy's name. Oh, well, this fucking guy yeah. went low. So Such a course, wuss. So of course he did. <laughs> yeah. What school was it? What school was it? I don't know who it was, and I don't uh, even remember. Okay. I bet okay. you don't. Hey, guy. The guy knows yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. The, the guy that, No, he doesn't. I didn't come out of the game. He doesn't know. How would he know? Oh, <laughs> tough guy. There's a guy that's telling a story about tackling A.J. Hawk on a fake punt in yeah. some year or whatever. Right. Just that person needs to know now. A.J. has said so many terrible, despicable things about you. Uh-huh. I don't blame him. Doors. I do not blame him. I got the first down. I do not blame this guy. I really don't. Not no, at this point. Not at this point in your life. Because you said, I know now. Yeah. <laughs> I know now. Cost AJ a state championship. He thinks about him every other day, probably. No. 
Well, he also cost AJ to have to answer questions about his knees for the rest of his life. Yeah. The amount of times that AJ has had to think about that fucking guy. Oh, my oh goodness. My God. Oh, my God. Thousands of times. You hate that guy. Every morning. Oh, my God. Oh my. I thank that guy. I absolutely thank that guy. You've heard me. He, he taught me how to deal with pain. So all of a sudden, when 30 years old, okay. oh, I got a knee scope. I don't know how to walk anymore. Like, no, I knew... You learn how to deal with pain. You learn how to take care of your body. So I thank that guy, whoever he is. All right. Well, I'm happy now at the age of whatever the fuck you are. You see it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I thought your piranhas taught you how to deal with pain. Yeah. Because yeah, that one. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't speak English, Con. Okay. Well, yeah, no. but their actions. Yeah. What was the one piranha? The one piranha survived eight hours on the living room floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gandhi no. teaches the world things. He doesn't speak English. Who? Gandhi. <laughs> Gandhi? Yeah. yeah. Gandhi did speak a fair <laughs> amount of English. Well, it was All the quotes I've ever seen out of Gandhi. <laughs> Those are translated. Those are translated. I didn't know. I didn't know. Different story. What about the Bible? I guess that's translated too, isn't it? Yeah, that's Latin. AQ, when do you read the Bible? Is it in the morning or is it at night? (laughs) I don't read the Bible. Oh! Bible reads you. Oh! I don't read the Bible. Why do you have that cross tattoo then? Well, I know. I've I've read excerpts. What's your favorite excerpt? What's your favorite? Phillips? Proverbs. 316? Proverbs? There we go. And that's the bottom line. Proverbs 3 6, I can do all things through Christ who no, strengthens me. That's Philippians 4 13. I thought that was though I walked through the valley. What did And I was looking at my mind and I realized a lot left. Because I've been rapping. Good song. Who's this That's in the Bible. What's that? Is that Coolio? That's Weird Allo, I think. Yeah, Weird Al Yankovic. Anyways, uh, the on cross the on your arm. Yep. Was that translated from a different language, or was that just placed on there mm. in English? Were you born with that? Did you come into the world with a cross on your uh, on your arm, bearing your cross? No, I got it put on. Who did it? By who? Jesus. Who did it? I don't. I'm trying to think. God Himself. He's got a lot of ink on Pittsburgh. Him. Pittsburgh. AJ, you got a, you got any tattoos other than that finger? Rocks. No. You got any tattoos? No, on just there? my just my finger. No, nothing else. You McKee's gotta, rocks, huh? You got it done at uh, McKee's rocks. No, ex- no, 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 no. Erotica? No, no. Which? Yeah. Erotica's in there. Erotica was a place that high schoolers in Pittsburgh would go. Unbelievable to. place. Pittsburgh. Can I say one. that? Pittsburgh's well, number one. Nick Pierce yeah. or something? It's Pittsburgh's number one strippy. Getting really? Prince Albert over there? No way. They got a tattoo shop to the strip club. Right in the back. It's also how to suit. Yeah, and if you're showing up at a yeah, and we know what a Prince Albert is, okay? <laughs> yeah, jeez, Louise, no one, hammer no the details, hammer the details. All right, let's move on. Uh, last night, what did you see from Tom? I don't fully know what it is, by the way, but yeah, Tom looked really good last night. Did it? What? In the end, <laughs> <laughs> what is your problem? What is your problem? Let's start talking about some football, please. Okay, Prince, I'm uh, trying. Tom Brady is not going to be able to retire. Just like the guy who's joining us in 25 minutes is not going to be able to retire. In the Monday night kickoff show where it's uh, RG3, Susie, yep. Steve Young, mm-hmm. Booger McFarland, Larry Fitzgerald, Alex Smith, Adam Schefter. I forget who else. They have a, Randy still on there? Uh, I think no, Randy's just on the Sunday yeah. countdown one. Uh, but on that show, they did a full piece about Steve Young talking about his retirement, Troy Aikman talking about his retirement, John Elway talking about his retirement, and Peyton Manning being a part of it. I don't know how much Peyton actually talked in the video, but his retirement and him. I forgot how choked up and how small he was when he retired from the Denver Broncos. I mean, he was – all of their speeches when they retired were very – 
a lot of emotions, crying, the whole deal. They didn't want to retire. None of them did. Their bodies basically told them they couldn't do it anymore. That's why I think, like, whenever we talk to Aaron about retirement and everybody's just so – even him, I, I think he even potentially has, like, a pretty laissez-faire attitude about what retirement is and being able to do it. Those quarterbacks are not able to retire from the – you think Tom Brady, who's still overthrowing people at his age, I think he's got another couple of years. I wouldn't have said that until, like, last night where Steve Young basically chatted about, like, this guy's still throwing the ball. His body's not going to be the one that's going to tell him he can't play anymore because of how well he's taking care of it. It's only going to be his mind and everything. Seemed like we've blown past any potential mental roadblocks yeah. that could have stopped, right? Like, legacy already has it. Mm-hmm. He has more touchdowns thrown than fucking everybody. They were doing graphs last night, graphics last night about other people in the top ten in the history of the NFL touchdown passes. Combine them, Tom still has more touchdown passes than them. Drew Brees, who's number two, you could add another top ten quarterback touchdown thrower to his amount, and Tom still has more touchdowns. So, like all the stats he has, seven Super Bowls he has, he has beat the game. Tom Brady has beat the fucking game. Like congratulations. You beat the game. Way to go. And he's still going. If his body can let him play till he's 50, especially now with the divorce, and after what he's still able to do late in the fourth quarter, whenever he needed, he's still fucking Tom Brady. He's still motherfucking people on the sideline when they're not playing well. This dude's going to play forever. This dude's playing until he's 50. You think he's going to play until? This is the type of emotion he still has right now. I, I don't know if that's ever going to leave. And if his body can keep up, this dude's going to play forever, AJ, I think. Yeah, I don't see him stepping away after this year. I know earlier in the season when they were struggling hard, people like just assumed, well, this is Tom's last year, the last time to see him play. I don't know. Like, it, First off, do you want to go out that way? I don't know. I don't think Tom does. And also, if you can still play, why? Like, what is – yeah, there's 300-whatever million. He, I, yeah, that, that definitely means something. It absolutely does, but it's not everything, and it's not the, the main thing for him. So, But his new – whatever his readjusting, whatever – new lifestyle might look like right now you're right maybe it frees him up a little bit to have more football time to, to really dial in on things maybe he wasn't able to do in the past three and one since the divorce that is a big time stat he's playing good football right now he seems to be you know his walk onto the field pregame he had this sick blue like oh, yeah. bomber jacket so awesome. and then these blue sunglasses he had like these blue Ooh, sunglasses so cool. that were oh, kind of yeah. like um shaded yeah, what's it? But transition transition lenses? lenses? Oh. No, no, no. Opaque? No, it's called something. When it's like it was thicker at the top, and then yeah. it got like lighter at the bottom. Like it was like a uh, faded fade. It was like a little bit of a fade, like a, a haircut fade. Ombre, With, ombre. There Hell it is. Yeah. Hair, I believe hair is yeah, described yeah. that way. Oh. but yeah, it was like an ombre yeah. blue Jordan tint. Little. From the top to the bottom, he looks so cool. Such good confidence. Yeah. And in winning, doing chest bumps of people, yeah. he's still got it all. Looking for people to – yeah, remember we t- I talked last time. It was pump- I was pumped again to see Tom get to enjoy a win. Like, he comes back. The game was not going his way. He throws this touchdown pass here. Also, Cam Jordan was inches away from hitting that ball out of his hand, by the way. Like, Cam that's Jordan how close it is. Yeah, very good. It, yeah, he did. But look at Tom going. He's looking for people to find to celebrate, and people – I think guys are pretty gassed at the moment, but yeah, I was pumped to see Tom get excited again for a victory. And I was pumped to see him get pissed off too for something going mm-hmm. wrong. Like any of those emotions I think are good to keep having. Mm. And obviously Tom, there's a little bit of a dick there drawn on the screen. The <laughs> Nice little shit shuffle inside though, Tom, like a, a, a less experienced quarterback might stand their ground and get that ball knocked out of them. Also throws it to a guy who's three yards away from the end zone. It's certainly going to be the last play yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Not a bad – I mean, that's Tom Brady football, baby. Look how happy he is. Look how pumped he is. Look at Blaine Gabbert getting in on a celebration. with Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator. Byron Leftwich is an offensive coordinator. He's not up for – 
Like, I don't think is, – is his name going to be coming up for the head coaching gigs this year as much as it was maybe in years past? Like How what do you think? think so. AQ, what do you think about it? Like, do you think uh, – You know him. What do you think? You what would know better than anyone. Quay? What? It's that smile. What do I think? Yeah, no, I mean, no, it, the it, other question that, he that's asked what's, you. That's what's so interesting about this league is – Go on. You could be on top of the world one minute. Sure. Boom. Best and then the now you're in the worst division in football and you're 5-5 five and five and you're an afterthought. Like, we've seen it time and time again. We saw so many coordinators, boom, 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 boom. They don't get it. And then the next year, somebody leaves. They go, there's an injury. They're 4-12, and 12, and it's like not even a mention. So, who knows? You never know. Yeah. I mean, is, now, now they, they, could go, the they, they could go win the Super Bowl. They could. They, they could go win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then, boom, all those names are back at the top. How come Tom does, Tom does not call plays down there or he does? He does not. Why not, you think? Hmm. Good question. More Again, like AJ probably said, right? Like you got to remember everything. Those those sheets are crazy. I mean, those sheets of a hundred and depending on the game plan, depending on the week. Uh, everybody, Mike to, Leach has seven plays. Yeah, yeah. seven plays. Man. College. They run them well. You don't oh, think Tom man. Brady can keep a hundred plays in his brain? It's no. Tom Brady. Formationally. Tom Brady. Yeah. Formations. All the shifts. All the motions. Years. All the. All the tags, all the everything. Doesn't create all those though. Yeah. Isn't create I mean, AQ time? played. AQ was a center for Tom. I, I would assume AQ is a, a reputable source for this one. Shut up, AJ. We're Thanks, trying AJ. to Did ask you know the questions. I, I mean, when I hear it, yeah, but I don't like remember tag, 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 all the different taglines. Got it, got it. Got you know it, what I mean? It. So it's a lot harder to call the plays than people probably make it out to be. Like yeah, and like AJ said person. too, like situationally, like he's right. Like he's one hundred percent right. Like these cards. The, the way that they uh, organize their call sheets, right? Like it's here's your third down place, here's your chunk place, here's your third and three to six place, here's your third and shorts, here's your you know what I mean. So everything's. Peyton talked about um, I forget whose call sheet last night got called in. He gave a reference to a New Orleans restaurant that was definitely French. I didn't I didn't hear the name, but. Peyton and Eli got a pretty good pop out of it. And it would look like a menu. This thing was so big with different colors on it. And they started dissecting a little bit how there's like a Taysom Hill part of the menu mm. whenever he's in. There's third and short. There's third and long. So I guess it's just a good reminder is basically what Byron Leftwich is to do to Tom Brady. Or is Byron Leftwich making all those decisions and Tom Brady just has to live with them? Byron's making most of the decisions and Tom has to live with them. Now, granted, he does have some leeway. Like there is some... You know, like all your no-huddle code words are like a part of the arsenal. So, like, he could come up and whatever. They might have a duo play called, and there's far too many people over here. It's like, oh, shit, this play ain't going to work. Let's check to this where there's only two guys over there, and we can just make a one-word call and go with it. But that's it. That, that's really it. Well, and Aaron's mentioned before, too, where he has two plays, and he can choose which one he wants to run based on Aaron also said a monkey could run the offense at a runner right mm-hmm. now. Didn't it's he? True. Yeah, and he actually pretty said. Much. Well, isn't that what a lot of people say, too, with, like, the – there's no feel for the game when you're doing that because all you're doing is just fucking reading your call. It's like, okay, uh, it's third and five. I have to call one of these. Like, there's no, there's almost no creativity there. And also, uh, with calling that and Tom having a bunch of stuff to do during the two minute, like, is that why they're really good in the two minute and they fucking suck for the rest of the game pretty much? Yeah, because they kind of do. Last night was just basically two minutes. That's the it. Only time they had they success. Only, yeah, yeah, they scored. And every other part of the game, they were fucking off. And the first, oh, the first, the first, the first series. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Opening script. But who? But that's also that Tom. Tom has a big part in that, probably, right? Okay. Like, I yeah. think they're going to go to him and say, "Hey, listen, like, what what plays do you like on that?" Tom knows football very well, though. I I would assume more than anybody in the history. I mean, right? he like, I mean, more than most. He's probably listen. Coaches know one thing, right? But like to actually be out on the field and see all the all everything flying in front of your face and 
been through every situation in live real time. Like he has to know more than anybody in the history of this game. That's why we were so impressed with Brock Purdy because Purdy gets in there, mm-hmm. yep. does Purdy Purdy good, just sitting yeah. in the pocket mm-hmm. taking a sh- a, right down the barrel on that third and ten. I texted you. Yeah, you think he's a guy. I think he might be a guy. I mean, that was impressive. AQ Shipley thinks Purdy's uh-huh. a guy. That was impressive. We'll I think Shanahan does too because, I mean, he said, I think we're pretty set with what we have here when he was asked in regards to Baker at least. We'll look at anything, he yeah. said. Mm-hmm. It, show, it showed sure. that he prepared too. Like, I like guys that prepare as if they're the starter when they're not the starter and don't look like the moment's too big when they get that opportunity. That's at Iowa State. In them. Ain't that right, AJ? Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's what the Iowa State Cyclones do, right? No, I mean, he never yeah, beat Iowa, so we could probably pump the brakes on, hey, this guy's a big-time guy. The guy never fucking beat Iowa while he was at Iowa State. So, you know, I mean, yeah. Hey, if you guys want to crown him, um, <laughs> go ahead. Let's let's fucking do that. But uh, let's let's pump the brakes. I, listen, I love seeing an Iowa State guy do well in the NFL. I really do. But let's ease up on, you know, hey, Super Bowl Bruce MVP. Hall is Brock. A guy too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. That- he is absolutely a guy. That's no what the question. Iowa State Cyclones do, though. Yeah, yeah they can't yeah. beat Iowa, though. They well, may beat well, Iowa's got a good defense. The only team there? Yeah, that's probably what gets these guys ready for the NFL. What, yeah. is, what are you saying, AJ? What are you talking about? Is that, like, that's the main, like, team in the state, right? Well, I don't know, that's AJ. Iowa you, State. You know, you tell me. I mean, they beat Iowa, what, once in the last, like, 10 years? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, if I that's how that. we're measuring it, then I suppose. <laughs> what about Northern Iowa basketball? They always Oh, you and I, I'm not talking about you and I right now, okay? We're talking about schools in State. Iowa. You know, any school in Iowa. Hey, congrats to the Cyclones just creating dogs yeah. up there. Yeah. Matt Campbell, right? Congrats. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? He's going to be fucking gone very soon because the NFL wanted him last year. They're probably going to come calling this year. And guess what? You spend enough time in Ames, you're fucking getting out of Ames. So, hey, enjoy it, Matt. Well, that's Enjoy right. It. Well, tell Brian Ferentz to hold, hold tight, too, mm-hmm. on that job. Next year is going to be his best year as an yeah, offensive ship coordinator. Ship that dipshit to Siberia. No, McNamara. <laughs> Siberia. Jesus. Brian Ferentz. Because they're not going to fire him. He will be back next year. And guess what? You know, Cade McNamara, I love you, pal. <clears throat> you got another thing coming. It's why a, are you talking? It's a Michigan. Why are you talking people out of coming to Iowa? They're I'm, in a transfer portal right now. That's I'm what not, you're doing. You're doing what? I mean, this is bad ball. That's your team, Ty. That's your team. Cade McNamara, thanks for transferring no, to I'm, Iowa. I, oh, I'm, your I'm, life is going to suck. I'm incredibly excited, but what I'm worried about is, you know, because of COVID, uh, Spencer Petrus is going to get another year, and they should have benched that son of a bitch three years ago, but they just kept letting him play because they're, you know, uh, they, they, they love being – you know, just sticking with the guys, even though the guys might not be good. Our, be- our best linebacker for next year committed to Iowa over Ohio State. Guess what he did today? What did he do? He entered the portal. He's leaving. Oh. So uh, that one He hurts. regretted that decision. Colorado, probably. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Makes sense. Look at those two. Like yeah. father, like son. Yeah. yeah. Great head of hair on the kids. He is. Well, that's what happens when you're, you know, a charter member of the Lucky Sperm Club. Usually Whoa. you get a uh, great head of hair. <laughs> I don't trust him. Who? We're not talking the about kid. this. So I was, Iowa plays Duke tonight in NCAA basketball, all right? They got a big game. So we, Texas plays Illinois tonight. Don't yeah. you worry Same about Same arena. Huge. Same arena. They're both in Madison Jimmy Square v. Garden. Jimmy V. Jimmy v. v Classic. Yeah. I've been watching Texas boys on the internet do uh, New York City. Mm-hmm. This team's tight, man. Yeah. They're all together. They're all together. Walking the streets, not alone. Not in little groups. Mm-mm. Not two or three guys. That whole team is enjoying pizza together. They're going That's through awesome. uh, all of the different sights and sounds yeah. in New York City together. Nice. Going to Carmelo's for a piece of pie. Two and a half, they did. Uh-huh. Two and a half point favorites. Did they go to Rockefeller and see a tree? I assume they oh, did. They uh-huh. they did. Times Square. I think they actually stood a, 
around the tree and said, Wahoo, Wahoo, Dahoo, Welcome Christmas time I love the Grinch. Yeah. I don't know how people don't think Jim Carrey's The Grinch is by far the best Grinch of all time. Yeah, Those people cartoon came on the other day. I turned it off. I said, not my fucking Grinch. I don't think that one's that bad, though. I, very yeah, good, but yeah. it came on right after Home Alone 2, so it stood no chance with me. Yeah, Home Alone 2, New York is a fucking good one. The cartoon's good. There's a CGI one that came out a couple years ago. It's by far the worst. Yeah, I actually like that one. Well, you're a mark. It's the Grinch, guys. It can't be that bad. And I enjoy that one too. Yeah, but like there's six other Grinches that are good. So yeah. I've saying? never seen the cartoon one, the old one. Oh, no, no, no. There's Jesus. a new cartoon no, one. Yeah, he's the new cartoon one I like. Yeah, come. Oh, okay. that's what I was talking yeah. about. No, that one stung. No, no question about I it. Like well, Pharrell made a song for it. Happy? Yeah. Oh, I've watched that one. Tyler, yeah. the creator, did like the there soundtrack. Is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that's what they were. That was the selling point. Uh, are we talking about the Grinch? or Are we talking about Tyler, the creator, making Christmas? Music? I thought it was Pharrell. Was the together? I think, I, but I know there is a Tyler the Creator song as well. Nonetheless, the Jim Carrey one—you can run yeah. that back two, three times in <laughs> one Christmas season if you want. Absolutely. You guys watch a lot of holiday movies over there with the ten kids? Oh yeah, we're big into the, all the holiday Christmas yeah, movies. Yeah, okay. Grinch—that's the only Grinch I've seen—is Jim Carrey as well. The only one you haven't seen the original? Uh, is the original? The, is it cartoon or animated? It's cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I've seen that too, but I, I remember if I think of the Grinch, I think of Jim Carrey. Me too. Incredibly. Well done by old Jim. Have you seen the stories about how, like, the cast were, like, like fucked up? Like, he was just the most a- biggest asshole of all time. I think that's every movie Jim Carrey's in. Yeah. Matthew, on that, the Andy Kaufman, the Andy Kaufman documentary. Yeah. yeah, that one's awesome. The, the Jim and Andy yeah. documentary uh-huh. of shooting mm-hmm. the Man on the Moon documentary or movie mm-hmm. about Andy Kaufman. That's a great and uh, everybody just having to deal with it. Yeah, you know? cool. Just got to the point where they had to deal with it. Yeah. Jerry the King yeah. Lawler shows up. He goes, this isn't, what he was, this isn't what it was actually like, though. Yeah. This isn't what it was like. You know, just, this is just, I'm going to punch this guy. Mm-hmm. Jerry King Waller was going to kill him. People sued the film, like a bunch of people, because of trauma caused by Jim Carrey acting really? as Andy Kaufman. I love yeah. that Jim just does that for, what, four months? Yeah, well, probably maybe longer. Five, six months, maybe, yeah. however long movies were made. And then he's just like, yeah, I had to do it. Sorry about it. Just yeah, submitted to the craft. Yeah, I was the Grinch. Well, Fucking sorry about it. I was miserable. You, you think the Grinch was going to be a nice guy to be around? Yeah. Couldn't happen. Oh, it's you like, want to sit in a chair and for, get makeup put on for 16 hours a day? Okay. okay. You might be a little miserable, too. Yeah. yeah. But nonetheless, why is everybody not, uh, like, can he not just be a regular person? Like, just be a human? Some people are like that. Jared Leto, yeah. Suicide Squad. He pissed in Will Smith's uh, cereal because he was the Joker, so he wanted to do it that way. Oh, R.I.P. Heath Will, Ledger. Will Smith ate it, too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Heath. Yeah. What? what? Yeah, Jared Leto did a bunch of Joker-esque shit on the set. This of... fucking guy, Will. Will said it tasted good. Well, yeah, Will. Well, hey, I can't speak on that, but Will Smith did say uh, on the Tonight Show. It's good. Number. Like, I fucking hate Jared Leto. Seriously. <laughs> that actually happened? Yeah, I swear to God, that happened. What kind of cereal was it? I don't know. Probably Apple the healthy Jacks. one. Let's. Mm. Will Smith like actually genuinely. You guys are wondering why he's why he's slapping people. Was Will you know eating? I mean? Was it like entanglement? Yeah, he loved it. He does he's it all the time. Eating, there's actual piss in his yeah. Cheetos. Drinking piss. Cheerios. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't care how good of an actor you are. You don't have to do that. You just don't have to do that. What Jim Carrey's doing? Yeah, and what that Leto guy did. Well, and also Heath, well, he's right? Really Heath really Ledger. Ledger. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. That's why he. I appreciate the commitment to the craft. Mm-hmm. I appreciate wanting to pull something off for everybody to enjoy. 
But like it is a movie, like you're not actual group. Listen, if, t- if TC doesn't <laughs> yeah. have to, if TC doesn't have to do it, well, he is though. He's just playing TC in all these movies. TC yeah. is yeah. TC, correct? There's no method acting. Yeah. TC yeah, will just... go to the moon tomorrow if he it's wants. It's typecasting, so I think exactly. He's exactly, as opposed to method acting. Well, well the name in those movies could be Tom Cruise, but they change his name so he can. Who's your favorite actor? Who is it? It's that. Uh, uh, Cole Hauser's my favorite actor. Hell yeah! Boom! Hell yeah! Boom! Great Hauser. We're gonna do cowboy. Is shit. that what's the angle? No, no, no Paul Walter, Walter Hauser. Okay, Walter Hauser. Walter Hauser. Cole Hauser plays. What's the angle? We know. Rick, yeah, you know your favorite. Yellowstone. Cole Hauser played fucking Vince Vaughn's brother in fucking the breakup. Uh-huh. Uh, Cole he, he's in uh, Goodwill Hunting. He's one of these four in Goodwill Hunting. Also, a bad guy in Fast and Furious. Boom. I think my favorite actor, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He's also the, the Condemned. He was Jack Conrad in The Condemned. He's in uh, The Longest Yard. The Longest Yard. Yeah. Yeah. What about Jake Sully? Jake Sully. Cena does movies. Why isn't it Cena? Jow? Jow? Because yeah. Jow's a... <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know why. I thought it was The Rock. I like The Rock, too. Well, yeah, but his movies just aren't doing what they used to. Unfortunately, you mean losing money? Yeah. Yeah. No, hundreds of millions. Of He's teetering just, on the verge of being a B-lister. Oh, do not say ever what. say what oh! you just said. I love him, but that's what the box office is saying. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, people are saying he needs Kevin Hart, and without Kevin Hart, what are you? Hey, everybody, needs, this is the Rock. I know saying. that is what I they're saying it. on the internet. Hey, without Secret Life of Pets, and without that guy who's in, you know, the Central Intelligence movie. The what, Rock why are you guys saying all this? The Black Adam numbers have come in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, colossal bomb. Two hundred forty million dollars below what their budget was. There's still time. They're sure. gonna put that thing on digital streaming. Everybody's gonna want it. I don't think it's in theaters anymore, is it? And guess no, it's what? Not. Av- Avatar's coming, which is gonna just <laughs> cycles Tidal over. Wave. Black When's Adam. Avatar come out? Uh, Two weeks. Seventeenth. Oh, next week actually. Yeah, next week. I hope it's good. The guy that said he wants no testosterone in human bodies anymore. That's right. The guy that made the movie. Because yeah. I was originally reading it as like the way of water. Now it's like the way of water. All right. Yeah. So well, Tony, Elon, that, Elon okay. did say too. Oh, right. Okay, Cestro and Rock, NBL. <laughs> not going to lie. All right, let's talk about some NFL stuff before <laughs> we get out of here. Honestly, I'm worried about Avatar. You shouldn't. Yeah, Don't be. I think you should be. It's long. No, Why? It only needs to make $6 billion. Don't you two. worry. Thank you. Stop being an asshole. It only needs $2 billion. Um, to, to cover their expenses, probably. Yeah, well, that that would be a lot better than what's going on with the other movies that are happening out there, I guess. I've heard yeah. great things. Jim went about to the what? bottom of the ocean. About the new Avatar movie. Really? It's, By who? By some good sources. Who are the sources? Who? It starts with a D and ends with an NZ. Uh, Isney. You talked yeah. to Walt? Yeah, yeah, not Inzy. <laughs> <laughs> not Dinzy. Yeah. Disney. Zito also loved Black Adam, unfortunately. So we're going to take that. No, Zito, Zito is a rock fan. True. Yeah, right? true. Zito no, likes every movie he's ever seen. I rented. Oh, for, uh, I would like to let everybody know that I rented Black Adam at the house to mm-hmm. stream it to donate strictly to The Rock. Sure. Yeah. And Seven Buck Production. I will say, I could not make it through the first fifteen minutes of that movie. Oh, wow. Boy. What happened? <laughs> oh, uh, the story or what? There's a lot of story, story or what is I it? Need to see it? There's a lot of story building there in the first fifteen minutes, and it was a lot of I don't give a fuck. A lot of, a lot of, if you can make it through the first fifteen or first twenty two. Yeah, it's Jesus. long. It's yeah. long. It's you a lot of good for the rest skip of the movie. forward. Yeah, but then I'm disrespecting the movie. Yeah. So I'd rather just back away and say it's not you, it's me. I can't do this anymore because it's not really the rock being it's the first fifteen minutes, the way they went, I did not expect. Sure. Now I don't watch superhero movies though. Huh. So maybe this is something watch. that happens on a regular basis. 
the beginning of that movie, I was I was getting pissed. A off. lot of character building. I was getting pissed oh, off. Gee, they did origin story in the first film. But slow. You always go back and do origin story, bro. Twenty two minutes. Who cares about the origin story? Bingo. They let off the movie with a fucking. 20, that's almost a t- that's an episode on television. It is. Yeah. Well, just, Ty knows. Though. Don't they have to do that, Ty? Is that they all feel like they have to set the stage? I mean, I suppose, but Dewey said it took him fucking 18 years to make this movie. You'd think he wouldn't have had a misfire like that, so people are turning it off in the first 15 minutes. What's your problem? You're, you seem to be a little bit negative towards future president of the United States, Dwayne Johnson. Again, I love Dewey. I will watch this movie, but... It's what the people Let's are get saying. To a break. This movie stinks. I will tell you, Young Rock has been amazing, though. Young Rock has had quite a there season. There you go. I love the episode of the Hulkster came. How, how are they in like two or three of them? How are they doing going up against SmackDown? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. How's SmackDown doing? Oh, unbelievable. Where, where's good. Butch? Well, also, <laughs> Sami Zayn is doing his usology. Yeah. yeah, Sammy Ooze. Bring back Danny Birch. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of guys. <laughs> right <laughs> fucking now. Yeah, we're talking. <laughs> two years ago today. Yeah. Two years ago today, I was doing a Swantoni Bombini, oh, yeah. shout it to Jeff Hardini, yeah. <laughs> off the top of a War Games steel cage onto seven men, mm-hmm. taking well, them all well, out. Supposed to be. This is two years ago today, me front flipping off of a steel cage right onto a ring. Now, I took out seven people in doing so. I think it was my air going by them. Yep. Just was going so fast. Just took them all out. Oh, you see that? Wow. Even my team. Uh-huh. Even Jeez. my team got Sorry. taken the out. Re- did the ref get taken out? Uh, the ref. The later spot. If I do recall, the, I was very sore, yeah. Very tired. Very broken sore. Toe Had there. a broken toe at that point. <laughs> but everybody was sprawled out because of what I did up there. Two years ago today, happy anniversary to my uh, hips and my heels and my broken toe. Oh, yeah. Is there, T- is there a T1, T2, T2 yeah. yeah, as well? Yeah, and my neck, yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Well, not to mention your arms were dead because you had to lug eight tables into the cage. Yeah, all those yourself. tables and everything you see in there, I had to pick up and throw inside of it. <laughs> so so before I got into the match. Quite a quite a rib. Quite a rib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was winning before I got in there, and then I broke my toe in the first minute I did anything. <laughs> it's great. We lost to the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. They would then go on to break apart and join each other again in another wrestling promotion, and now who knows? Yeah, how are they doing? Pete Dunn would go on to become part of the – Brawling brutes and go back to his name that he was known on the street growing up as Butch. Mm-hmm. Okay. His friends knew. And then Danny and Oni. I don't know what they're doing, but I miss them all. Uh, what? Oh, no, Oni. Where are they? Well, I assume he's just planning for a big time comeback. And Danny Birch, one of the most entertaining humans of all time. Bar none. Don't mind if I do. I'm Maybe the best moment of television ever. He was about to put somebody's head through a chair. That's mm-hmm. right. And he screams, don't mind if I do. Don't mind if I do. Boom. <laughs> With his British accent. Uh, the man to my left, your right, is a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, a video game pundit, an NBA pundit, and a COVID survivor, A.J. Hawk. Also, a thing that is left off of his intro every single day is he's one of Aaron Rodgers' best friends. That's yeah. right. AJ speaks to Aaron Rodgers on a very regular basis. Every, every day. A much more regular basis than probably any other human on earth other than maybe a couple people. I, I honestly don't know who would be that would talk to AJ more. And obviously, AJ Hawk's incredible personality has helped this show immensely. What are we doing? 
And obviously Pipe everything down. that AJ does to add to this show and driving out here on Fridays yeah. and everything like right. that, his commitment has made our show better. But AJ is certainly the reason why Aaron Rodgers Tuesday is a thing that either started or has continued and will continue because of his relationship with Aaron. So for AJ's closeness to Aaron, we want to thank him for that. Thank you, Thanks, AJ. AJ. Now, with that being said, um, why didn't you tell us that he was not coming on the show this week? Because yeah. it has become it has become very <laughs> obvious. It has become very, you should have told us. This is something, and I would like to apologize to everybody that is watching right now because mm-hmm. this was going to be an incredible conversation. Yeah. I was excited to chit chat about the quarterbacking of the team that has the most wins in the history of the NFL, just beat the mm-hmm. Chicago Bears. Things were not going great, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, not going great. Uh, things continue to not go great, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Another one, doesn't go great, another Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Beat the Bears. Mm-hmm. Here we go, this is going to be an electrifying Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. I was excited about it. I didn't even think it's a bye week. Yeah. yeah. And uh, honestly, I think this exposes how much uh, people think Aaron and I chit-chat. We do not chit-chat that often, except for on Tuesdays when everybody looks at it. I don't know much, and I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. We both got lives I got to live. But, AJ, how come you didn't tell us he was not coming on whenever I was just saying, Aaron Rodgers will join us in 45 minutes? You knew this was the case, did you not? No, honestly, right when you said he's not coming on, I'm like, ooh, bye week. If I, when I do talk to him, I'm not saying, hey, looking forward to the show on Tuesday, Pat. Why not? talking about your the fucking fuck? deal. Are you not? Hey, when I talk to him, I fucking try not to talk about like one of the, the coolest things that a group of people has ever been a part of. Like, yeah, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be like he wanted to pot him up any questions or tell him anything that might go on. You're allowed to say like, "Hey, Tuesday's cool, though." Yeah. you know, because yeah, Tuesday fun. has. But been normally, cool. yeah, I guess for for the first however many weeks I haven't had to say, "Hey, you coming on Tuesday?" I guess I should have this week. Thanks. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now we got everybody disappointed. Yeah, Think yeah. About there's a lot of people. Did we all? How did the, how did this all come about? Do we realize this isn't happening? So what had happened was I said, "Be a friend, tell a friend." Aaron Rodgers is in five minutes. Uh-huh. Take bye. 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 That's what happened. Okay. So then I think a friend told a friend, and a friend then told somebody. Told somebody. Told somebody that then told Aaron because I got a text from Aaron. It goes, "Hey, I'm on a plane right now. Uh, spotty service. I don't think I'm gonna be able to." Guess we should. It's bye week or whatever. And immediately I go, I've just lied to everybody. Yeah. yeah. What's the- now I'm Billy McFarland, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't know the truth, you didn't lie. Yeah, it's first bye week. Whoa. Supposed yeah. to clap. That, that was that your one. truth. Supposed to clap that, that one. Hey, you're in your bag early. Yeah. yeah. You're in your bag early. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bar. That was a bar right there. That's unbelievable. Yeah, you're right. What Tone said. Mm-hmm. And listen, Tone has probably used that before to get himself out I of the situation. I have. But I would like to let everybody know. I thought he was coming on. That's on me. I should have been a better host. I should have been a better uh, facilitator of this entire thing. I should have reached out and said, hey, you're on a bye week. Obviously not coming on Tuesday. Probably should have done that yesterday maybe and got a heads up. I apologize to everybody that we lied to. Yeah, it's the first bye week, though, since the start of Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays that he actually has had a real bye week. So 100% of the time True. before today. He wasn't allowed to go anywhere. He's been on the show during his bye week. Yeah, he hasn't been allowed. That's a good point. Ah. Because he was immunized, uh huh. But with his uh, status in other people's eyes, mm-hmm. he was not allowed to go anywhere, yeah. leave because he had to be subject House to arrest. testing. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. That's why this happened. Exactly. That that because that was my first thought. Like, well, in the past, has he missed? Because no, he's been on the show talking about how awesome it is that they're doing so well. All right. So we do apologize, but. We didn't know. No one saw this one coming. Hey, have a great bye week, Aaron. Hey, enjoy it. Have fun, Aaron. 
think his, happy belated birthday. You think his bye weeks are like most people's bye weeks, or well, they haven't been a bye week the last no, two years? No, yeah, but like this so, one is this a carryover for a carry? What's he doing for his bye week, AJ? You, you anything sweet? Is probably, he? Getting, I don't know. Probably flying to Milwaukee or something cool like that from Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Stay in the state. Him and Jordan are probably going to rip it up. So you think he's yeah. uh, probably going to Machu Picchu? I mean, who knows? Honestly. Pick a grab a globe, spin it, put your finger down somewhere. Here we go. Where he's going. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, let me find. Uh, it's probably an app for that. I think we have a globe. No, we definitely got a globe. Just, guess, globe just start guessing. Somewhere. What just if guess countries? All right, let's start. They're not mathematically eliminated, right? Mm-mm. Nope. So just like we did with earlier with John Robinson on why he got fired, mm-hmm. let's all start predicting and guessing where he went for his okay. bye week. I will begin. Okay. okay. I think there's a solid chance that he ends up in a jungle, in a teepee, mm-hmm. in a ceremony again, oh. does another ayahuasca trip. Mm-hmm. So he did one, went back-to-back MVPs, did another one. Some things haven't gone exactly perfect on a football field. Let's hit another one midseason. Boom, he comes back. Good luck to everybody. Yeah. They're still mathematically in it. I think he's in a jungle potentially doing a little bit of a plant drink that makes you puke and hallucinate mm-hmm. and change your perspective on life. Maybe. I mean, that could be happening right now with Aaron Rodgers. We hope it's a good trip. Yeah. I hope it's a good trip. Good luck, uh, Aaron. AJ, what do you think he's potentially doing? Your turn. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I doubt. I don't know if he'd be going to the jungle doing ayahuasca right now during the bye week, but okay. maybe you can have a quick turnaround like that. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't know enough about it, but he's probably somewhere far away or headed somewhere pretty far away. But I don't know. He's not like a. I don't think he's just going to go hang on a beach for four or five days, is he? You think it's an adventure? You think he's going to go like maybe climb somewhere? I mean, he, okay. he's from California. He lives on the beach there. Like I don't think he's going to go sit there and just lounge. He's probably gonna be, you know, taking a bag of footballs with him, his shoulder pads, his helmet. Be throwing on a beach, maybe throwing on the mountains. For In Monaco, like Russell Wilson. Oh. That's right. That's where he's going. Okay, so that's your guess is that he's gonna wear shoulder pads, a helmet, and be practicing in a video some destination that isn't a beach somewhere mm-hmm. okay uh toxic table boston connor where what is aaron doing for the bye week uh my guess similar to yours uh revolves around perspective i assume he's probably going to ukraine you know check out what's going on over there check in on people and then remember to himself you know what my life isn't so bad yeah we're five and eight but there's a lot of things going on in this world He's going to come back, whole new perspective. We only throw in touchdowns. Okay, so you're saying Aaron's going to Ukraine right now for his bye okay. week. All right, Ty, owner of the Packers, what do you think Aaron's doing for the bye week this well, weekend? Well, when they come back, they have a Monday night football tilt against the Rams. It is going to be icy cold that night. So I wouldn't be surprised if just kind of, you know, acclimate. He loves the cold. He may be ice fishing up in Saskatoon. Oh. You know, get away from everybody. I thought you were going to say he was Wim Hofen. Yeah. Well, who knows? He may be Wim Hof in, in Saskatoon while he's ice fishing. You know, a little, one of those shitty little huts just out in the middle of the ice. Dog sledding, too, Ty. Yeah. He's oh. been dog sledding. He enjoys that. Iditarod, he maybe? That. He might be doing the Iditarod. Antarctica? Yeah. Holy shit. So you think Aaron's potentially in Saskatoon doing the Iditarod? Mm-hmm. You think he's in Ukraine? I yes. think he's potentially doing Bring some... Goopy back. Put him in the plane. Yeah. That's right. Tone, your thoughts on what Aaron's doing in the bye week? Uh, I believe he's going to the Gaia School of Healing and Earth Education. I believe it's located in Vermont. Um, I believe he's going to finish his studies at that said school. What studies is that? 
The healing and earth education. Okay. Boom. He's going to be a doctor. Yeah. yeah. It's a holistic place. He's going to be a doctor from Vermont when he's on his way back in AQ. Congrats. Um, what do you think? We don't know if it's happening or not. Remember, these are all yeah, just, just guesses. These yeah. are just guesses. <laughs> Pure we conjecture. We don't know if these are real or not. Oh. The Packers are in Spot their on. bye week. Uh, AQ, what do you think Aaron's going to do for his bye week? I think he's on his way to Cutter. Boom. That, yes. Go watch a little footy. Stay in the oh, nice yeah. accommodations they got over Go there. Go check out the new football. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Some perspective. A piping hot falafel. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Support Ari Kane because he was just in London. Yeah. Oh. That is probably what's going on. Him and Ted Lasso are watching the English yes. team. I yeah. nailed it. Yeah. I Season nailed finale it. of Ted Lasso. Maybe he's in the last episode. Could mm-hmm. be. Maybe he's filming that at Qatar. Cutter, yeah. Wow. Maybe, AQ. Holy, Holy shit. shit. I think I nailed it. Maybe that's how the show ends with Jason Sudeikis getting his head cut off. Clean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. cut. He goes to coach the uh, Cutter National Team. Loses his first game. They pull his fingernails, cut off his head. Let's move on. Uh, let's move on. Uh, there was a report last night. We apologize for Aaron up here. This is on me. On, on, kind on no, him. No, it's on AJ. AJ. Don't let him. Kind on him. But get away sack of bones. As the, it's on me. As the, me. As the, okay, thank you. Yep. That sounds like a fake one, though, that coaches do. like. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. That's on me, guys. I'm going to have these guys ready. I'm going to blast their skulls all week long. We're going to run, you know, cut 300s after every single practice. That's on me. Yeah, that's on me. I didn't have you guys ready enough. I didn't tell you what was coming, exactly how it was going to come. And that one's on me. And I told the media that. Those are just like – and I'm always going to be guys who's going to take blame. Remember that. That one's on me. A couple of missed tackles we probably could have made. I have to. I have to dress fundamentals mm-hmm. better so you guys make the tackles better. It's like, hey, just enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tom McMahon did that a couple of times, where he would take blame for like a block in the back on like a punt return that fucking certainly screwed us. That's on me. Obviously, you guys didn't know the rules or whatever. I'm like, Tom, shut the fuck up. Okay, <laughs> it's not on you. You don't even need to act like it's on you. We all know it's on somebody else. And Tom's like, no, really, I could have. I could have coached it better so it didn't happen. It's like. Tom, shut up. No, you, you couldn't have. I appreciate the faux accountability here, and maybe you do feel that's the case, uh, and that's kind of what you were doing, because this is on me. This is on me. I should have reached out and said, hey. It's on all of us. It's on us all. Especially you. I don't what know. I feel like this is kind of on Aaron. Am I the only one who's thinking that way, <laughs> just because he could have <laughs> let us know, and since we did, he's never done the bye week thing, so not to blame him. I mean, I love the guy, but. Well, that's what we're actually doing. Right? Yeah. We are. We are placing yeah, blame. Trying to That's find I, out who we can assign blame. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm just throwing that idea out there too. But what, but you said like don't want to blame Aaron. But no, kinda. but. But a text or, you know, even – That's not normal, though. For me and him, that would not be a normal yeah. thing. But then once again, that comes into – That's why it's AJ's fault. Yep. A lot guy. of fingers coming back to you, Bob. I don't know if you had any faux accountability there or real accountability. <laughs> Seems like a lot of roads yeah. are leading back to yeah. your conversations, Bob. AJ Just, can't look at us in the face yeah. and say, yeah, I haven't texted with Aaron since the game on Sunday because he has. Is he mad we didn't wish him a happy birthday? We did. I, I sent him yeah. a text. Okay, never mind. Did so you not? Probably, yeah. I did not. I said, he probably uh, has. Luck, I mean, bro. not. Pat, you would know with, with his high level of income, if he's on a private plane, is there Wi-Fi quick enough to do FaceTimes? He said it was spotty. I mean, we FaceTimed on a plane. Sometimes, yes. Yeah, we figured that out. That could work. What's FaceTime? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, and just also, see what he got. probably on a nice plane. Hold on. Guy owns the Bucks. He wow. does. Sitting courtside. Yeah. My feet on the wood. His wood. My wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I own this place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an owner here. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the best investments of all time. 
Larry Fitz with this the is song. tough. Spotty Wi Fi. Spotty Wi Fi. This is tough. He could be trying. He could to be answer. flying the plane. Does yeah, he have a pilot is. license? Is that why you're so into that? You and him? Hey, we're gonna fly. Planes. I don't think no. There's a chance. Not, what's not, he may have gotten one. Jimmy Graham. Could Jimmy's be flying probably flying them. No answer. Jimmy. All right, Same we man. move on. Okay. Okay. It's on me. At the end of the day, my name's on the show. Should have texted him. Abnormal for me to think ahead like that. Something I got to get better at. That is a downfall for me, which in turn is a downfall for the company. That's on me. I will say when I was writing up the bio this morning, you know, because Von Miller, Thursday appearance every week, on their bye week, they didn't, he wasn't coming on because it was a bye week. Well, so this is your fault. So I didn't mention, like, hey, Pat, is Aaron coming on? Is Aaron on the still bye coming week? on because it's the bye week. So, uh, but I once can, again, like last bye that. weeks. Also, as a Packers fan, I probably could have been like, hey. Certainly on the bye week. We I forgot bye week, bye week this week. And I. As an NFL show host, I should know everybody who's on a bye week, though, too. That's another, like, here we're all passing blame. The buck yeah. stops here, doesn't it, boys? Yeah. Well, yeah, you knew, but, but that's the thing. You knew the Colts were on a bye week, so you were locked in on the team you root for is bye week. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, rooting for them is certainly something, isn't it? 33 zip in the yeah. fourth quarter. It's, it's much fucking more, a hell of a ride, boys. Yeah. Appreciate it. It's more fun making fun of them. You should, you should jump, jump on the ship. Can't do it. Everybody's doing that. Let's move on. Uh, Jimmy G might not be out for the rest of the season now. That's crazy. We heard yesterday he was out for the mm-hmm. season. We heard that on Sunday night, actually, after we saw his foot turn that some bitch sideways after getting tackled. We thought he had a broken foot at Liz Frank. And then last night a report comes out from a man named Cam Inman at Cam Inman, 49ers Jimmy Garoppolo may not have Liz Frank midfoot fracture. They were talking about it last night, but they're starting to believe that it isn't. So that's good news, but it's not all done. They have to finalize it, so we don't want to give you any false information, says Kyle Shanahan. I assume that's at a press conference. How do they get this wrong, AJ? How does it get? How, how does how does somebody see it and it's reported as broken, and then a day later maybe it's not? How do we get this wrong? And where are you in this whole thing, AJ Hawk? I mean, I would assume there's some like Liz Frank test that they do on the foot. The same when you know when the doctors come out and they test for an ACL tear, like they can do a manual test and they feel pretty confident usually, but they're not 100. percent Sometimes it's torn and you don't they don't think it's torn until they get into the MRI. So it could be something like that. But it's huge news if it's not the Liz Frank deal because that thing is a super long recovery monster. Like that's a that's a big time injury. Painful. Can you uh, break down what that is? That's the midfoot. They said. Is that the? Um... I wish I could. It like it, when you get it bad, it like it like tears and dislocates. I think it's crazy. And it's is it the is that the thing that is the entire like structure of your foot? That yeah. It, ETN missed the entire year last year because he had to get surgery on his mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, and there's so many little bones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many little bones in there. I think it mm-hmm. all connects in there. I don't know. I, I'm not hurt. Do you know enough about the Liz Frank to talk about I it? I know nothing about the foot. We Zero. just know that if Jimmy G's coming back, it's good. It's news. a huge thing. Huge. Yeah. But well, with how bad that looked, like he's still going to miss some serious time, right? I would assume. I don't know. I, I have no it's idea. Pain, right? It's probably just pain. Fl- Florio reported on NBC on Sunday night. Jimmy G out for the year. Florio's not just saying that wow. because he fucking just made it up. Right. Florio was told by somebody very mm-hmm. important. Shanahan said it. Yeah. Shanahan said it in his press. Post game. Out for the year. Yeah. So wow. then they're like, well, maybe not, actually. Maybe it isn't broken. I don't know. I don't understand how that happens in 2022. How's that happen in 2022? At that's, home, too. Right? Well, yeah. that's why you, you should say, right? No, you should say, he has a lower body. That's all you got to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did he see, like, a specialist who has, like, a different type of rehab that he could do over the next month that could get him back for the Probably got playoff? his MRI. He didn't have MRI yet right after the game. So they, they could scan it, right? MRI just takes a little bit more time. 
Yeah, I mean, X-ray is not. I don't think. I don't know if an X-ray would show Liz Frank or not. So did they do that manual test, and it was like, no, nah, this is Liz Frank, and then they get scans, and they're like, actually, you just sprained a portion of your ligament here, and won't be able to fix it. Whatever the case, I hope you get healthy, Jimmy G. Good luck, Good luck James. Hey, happy it didn't, it didn't end like this with everything that had happened to Jimmy G. I'm pumped for that. Not not end his career. I'm just talking about the whole run with yeah. the Niners would get certainly interesting here going forward. When it was being reported that they were both okay with a long-term relationship being restored again after how it started this season. Uh, OBJ was at the Dallas Mavericks mm -hmm. game last night with Micah Parsons and Trevon Diggs and somebody else who was with Micah. I don't know who it is. Had a couple good chains on. Didn't appear to be an NFL player, but that's just from the eyes of not recognizing somebody. They were at the game sitting courtside, and obviously it had been reported that Odell Beckham Jr. had his visit with the Cowboys. How did it go? We don't know. What we do know is all smiles last night with the boys when they're walking into the Mavericks game and listen to what the Dallas Mavericks crowd did welcoming OBJ to their city. Michael Parsons, potential NFL MVP sitting next to him. Diggs, the man who had all, almost broke the record for all-time uh, interceptions and is an all-pro next to him. They're chanting a man that isn't even on the team yet because they're trying to do their recruiting pitch, saying Odell Beckham Jr., come join us. There was reports on the Internet that he had agreed to terms there. Then this morning, Jerry Jones did an interview with uh, Chop and RJ and Dan. On the fan? I believe. Chop, RJ, and Dan on the fence. Where he said, I think RJ Chop and Dan, I think. RJ Chop so. and Dan. Is I that, believe that is the name of the show. Is that Chopper? No, Chopper is AJ Hawk's father in law, Brady Quinn's dad. Yes. Right? Correct. Chop, Chop. I believe, is radio talk show host. Oh, in Dallas, Dallas okay. I think. Oh, okay. This is, once again, me just looking at a tweet and trying to remember the people on it without remembering what was said as a whole. Sure. Interesting predicament I'm putting on a live microphone, but I believe it's RJ Chop and Dan. Not 100% sure. They're in Dallas. Jerry was talking to him, talking about the Odell Beckham Jr. signing, if it was to happen and his thoughts on it. And they asked him if he was confident or something in Odell Beckham Jr. being healthy after not, not seeing him work out, if he didn't see him work out, and would you sign him or whatever. And Jerry said, no. I'm not confident. Like he, he went on an entire run basically about how I have no idea what's going to happen and injuries are prevalent. This is something that could happen to anybody. And I, I don't think he, he said anything disparaging about OBJ at all or not true at all. And he kind of went around about whole thing. What is uh, Sean? Fuck. Shan? Shan and RJ. God damn it. Anyways, this is super close. Was I? I don't think so. Yeah, RJ Chop and Dan. That was <laughs> All right, so it's Dan instead of Shan. I apologize. On the fan. What kind? DFW's number one sports station. I do apologize. Here's what Jerry Jones said about Odell Beckham Jr. and his health to Shan and RJ and Chop. Is Chop on her? Why would you be confident yep. in like signing somebody that you haven't seen work out Chop? coming off an ACL Shan, nine, ten months ago? Well, I'm not confident at all. And so uh, that's the issue. Now, we all realize that uh, uh, that issue of health, that issue of availability is here every time. Uh, just this one is uh, very obvious and very pointed toward his injury that had occurred last year in the Super Bowl. So uh, we've got a good beat on that. We've got a great read on his career. It's not like a draft pick coming at you. You've got a lot of history here, and you take a good look at everything, not only the obvious, and that's his performance, but also uh, any issues regarding health. So 
all of this, uh, we've got to come in with our eyes wide open, and it has to be addressed. And that's when you see if you can uh, make a deal or not. Eyes wide open. Hmm. Hmm. What's going on over there? <laughs> I'm squinting, but. Did he answer that? Did he talk about that at all? Uh, no, because remember, uh, I don't think he was on uh, uh, Shan RJ Chop last week. Yeah, but it's still there. I mean, it's still certainly something he could answer. I oh, think yeah. I think he could give a profound answer about, you know, everything he's seen and grown and learned from in life. But for some reason, just hasn't. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't understand why he hasn't just chosen to address it head on as a, you know, example of where – the world was where we are, where we're trying to yeah. get to. I think, you know, it could have been something, but nonetheless, he did talk about Odell Beckham Jr. He said, I'm not confident. No, I'm not at all. Does it sound like he's going to be a cowboy, though? I don't think anywhere else makes sense for Odell Beckham Jr. And how do you think it goes as a cowboy for OBJ down there with uh, Corey Gamble, I guess, was the other guy, uh-huh. Chris Jenner's uh, boyfriend. Oh, okay. Zito told me while Jerry was giving the answer to Shane, RJ, and Chop down there in DFW's number one station. Yeah, that is obviously Odell Beckham Jr. right there. Peace. What up? That's Diggs right there. There's Michael Parsons. There's Corey Gamble over there. Okay. I, I believe that is who was with the crew there. OBJ was certainly getting a lot of love walking into the place and getting chance for him. Uh, what do you think it is, is going to be like down there in Dallas? This is obviously good. Add another weapon, your team gets better, right? That's how I view it. That's how I would view it. Yeah, and I think Dallas makes the most sense absolutely right now with Jerry. No matter what he has to pay him, I feel like Jerry is already like, all right, well, they already chanting his name here. I got stars bringing him in. Like, this is what I want. I need this hoopla. That's I want people talking about the Cowboys, and it gives our team a better chance to win. But going back to the the workout thing, like, obviously he has to pass a physical, right, mm-hmm. design? What happened? Are, are the teams going to make him at least run around a little bit and see what he looks like? I don't know, because if you do that, are you asking him to work out for you, and is that disrespectful? Yeah. Which, you know, like, I think that's... I mean, Jerry, each owner who, I guess, yeah, I don't know. What, like, maybe some team's like, hey, we'll come sign you. We might pay you a little bit less, but you don't have to work or do anything for us. You can just sign it right here. We'll give you your jersey. But I would assume he wouldn't mind working out, right? I yeah. think he's yeah, actually thanks. said no. Like, he does not want to work out. I think that's been out there. Really? Yeah, like, this is only happening if you just sign me. There's no teams. No teams have done it. So if one team were to do it, that one team would probably be at a disadvantage because he'd probably feel a little slighted because they made him work out. Yeah, because what if Odell was like, come on, man. That's probably what Odell says, right? Mm -hmm. probably. You want me to work out? Like, hey, okay. I'm going to go over to the Cowboys, and we'll see if they make me work. Oh, Mm -hmm. who's your number one – uh, competitor right now. Cool, I'll go there see if they're going to make me do a full workout. I'm in shape. Okay, I'm not signing up if I'm not in shape. Yeah. You think I want to ruin my own legacy here? What are we even talking about? I'm one of the greatest athletes of all time. That's what Odell Beckham Jr. is thinking. Now, yeah. if I'm on a team, if I own a team, and I'm going to sign... I could sneak in a way to figure out, hey, we want to know all what we could do. Is there any way we can get you to run a little bit, see how fast you are, see how quick you are, see what type of lateral burst yeah. you still have so we can make this even better for you. So then we can add incentives in that we can, you can really take advantage mm-hmm. of. You know what I mean? Like maybe we have you run the ball a little bit. We get a little, you know, see if you're ready to do that. We'll get some rushing incentives in there for end rounds, jet sweeps, things like that. Can you, there has to be a way where you see how a guy is in shape if he just had fucking ACL surgery. Right? You would think there would have to be a way. I mean, yeah, I think if you present it to him, like, it's a, it's a profession. You know, we talk about, like, the business side of everything. Jerry can be can tell him, hey, you're a businessman. I'm a businessman. I just, we just, we 100% trust and believe you and know you've been doing the work. But here, 
We just before we give you this contract, we need you to at least run around a little bit. What, did you, was this a report on the internet, like a meme that you just read? AQ News is that what happened? Uh, AQ. I, I could have sworn I heard it somewhere. Is it? Are we not seeing it anywhere? Can definitely. Oh look wait, it up. man! If you've seen it, I mean, I trust you. For the I can see him not wanting to go work out for a bunch of teams. I mean, there's no way he wants to do multiple workouts. I don't, those those workouts are they suck. Yeah. I've watched people do workouts. They are tough, tough workouts. Not fun. Normally, you don't like you don't have to. You don't have to do it if you're a big-time signing. Like, free agents don't have to do these types of things, even if they're in surgery or anything like that. Uh, the bad news, the Cowboys are now under the impression that while he's excited to wine, dine, talk, tour, and undergo a physical, Beckham, coming off the knee injury that has kept him sidelined for almost a year, may not be willing to actually participate in a workout, and that's a problem. While in New York, Beckham had a Thursday dinner led by Giants head coach Brian Dayball, and then on Friday underwent a physical, spending a couple of hours at Giants HQ before jetting off to Buffalo. Mm. No workout was involved. Logically, the Bills and the Cowboys, no matter their best laid hosting plans, can assume the same limitations on what Beckham is willing to do. Can team doctors examine Beckham's twice surgically repaired left knee? Apparently so. And word is, there is an understanding that the involved suitors might share information with OBJ's approval, it is assumed. Can trainers get their hands on him? Maybe. But is he going to lace up some cleats and catch passes from Dak Prescott while being loosely covered by Michael Parsons and Trevon Diggs with Ezekiel Elliott and Demarcus Lawrence present to root him on and Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Will McClay, and Mike McCarthy present to evaluate? You're welcome. Where where is that at? Where is that from? Fan Nation. Ah, okay, that's that's like a reputable. Yeah, absolutely reputable. Yeah. Step below Sports Illustrated. I was on Sports Illustrated. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah! We have to talk about oh, this. No. Oh no! Oh no! Whatever OBJ does, we're happy for you, buddy. Good luck, Good luck OBJ. But remember, no free agents have to do full workouts before they get signed to a team because you've already proven on film what you could be, what you are as a pro and everything like that. So it is considered quite a slight, I would assume, in the Odell Beckham Jr. camp to be like, yeah, I'll do a physical. You guys can put scans on me if it's healthy. Uh, also, I'm in fucking shit. Like, what are we, yeah. what are we doing here? I, I think that is how he would view it. Yeah, I can see how other people would want to see the workout. Nonetheless, I don't know what the deal is going to look like. It'd be fun to see him as a cowboy, though. Going to be on prime time, yeah. potentially going to go on a run. We'd like to see their offense continue to do that. Now, let's turn our sights to a story that has really disappointed a nation. Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. not just a nation, a whole community. Not just a whole community, maybe an entire planet. Sure. That's mm-hmm. right. It appears as if the internet has done it again. Yes, we all have been duped. Mm-hmm. The greatest shooter in the history of basketball agreed to do an edited video in shooting a basketball. Why would Steph Curry sign up for such a thing? We have no idea. Steph Curry, obviously, in the record books as the greatest shooter in the history of basketball existing. All the other great shooters in the history of basketball shooting say this dude's the best of all time. He's changed the NBA. He's changed the future of basketball. And for some fucking reason, the sports person of the year, he agreed to do an edited video that was very well done by a man named Ari Ferreroy. And then now we have to question everything this guy ever does. Yeah, we do. Why do we got to do this, AJ? This is fake. I didn't know that. Why would he sign up for it? The bouncing, the rebounding of the ball when they go through the net and bounce off. I've tried to watch. I've watched it probably 20 times. Mm -hmm. Even the lighting on the ball as it cruises past the lights, the shadow on there, the amount of editing in focus this had to take to create is 
wild. Yeah, Unbelievable. The amount of frame by frame by frame by frame by frame editing that had to happen to make this appear this way is fantastic. Congrats to Ari, who also did Tom Brady's hole-in-one golf shot in oh. the Amazon Prime that footballs. Wasn't real? Mm-hmm. Well, those – now – Couple things. What about when he threw it into the jugs machine and it threw it right back? That was real. Though. Same yeah. editor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why Steph would do this because I made one yesterday. Now, are they I, promoting something? Sports person of the year. Oh. Here's a back view of it. They even did a back view of the whole thing. Two different angles, two different cameras, yeah. two different edits to sell it to us mm-hmm. as if it's real. Come on. Mm-hmm. What this are is we supposed to the original? Where did the originals go? Like, I want to see when he, when he really throws it. Where do they all go? Well, I guess that's the next step in this thing. On Twitter, it had 19 million views in the first 24 hours. 29 million now. Now it's at 29 million. I mean, it's doing Hmm. obviously insanely well because it's the greatest shooter of all time, accomplishing a feat that we think he could probably pull off and be the only person that could do it. The amount of time they have taken to edit this is banana land. And I want to let Steph know, I still love Steph, but I'm kind of – Kind of heartbroken for the emotional roller coaster they took me upon. Yeah. Because Twitter's telling us now, which is this is brand new to Twitter. Yeah. And I thought Elon was going to ruin Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I thought this son of a bitch was going to ruin it. Pointing out truths and falsehoods. Now he's saying, like, hey, just for context, the Warriors have come out and said this ain't real. Yeah. So just so you know that while you're watching this video right now, do not expect any human to be able to accomplish this because this is fake. This is edited. This is altered video. Why would Steph do this, AJ? Why? Why, Steph? Why? Why? Why do you think? I mean, it's safe to just not believe any video you see on the internet, don't you think? Yeah. I don't want to live in that world. Like, I don't either. But I'm saying this is fake too. You got to at least look yeah. at it. This is awesome. But like, it's his videos where he made 80 straight fucking threes. Fake. Are those fake now? Exactly. The warm up shots. Mm-hmm. Are those fake? How are we supposed? If it was another sport, it's if it was him golfing yeah. or doing something else, I'm on. I'm with it. Right. But. <laughs> Basketball. Dude. The length that they have went to make sure we were yeah. duped mm-hmm. is bananas. And why? Why? Steph? Why? Steph? Why? 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 Steph? Honestly, I know you guys probably don't feel this way, but after this, I mean, Steph Curry is now my basketball Drew Brees because that is just as bad as a lightning video. I oh. kind of agree. We're going to kill a guy to market our betting thing. That's right. Yep. That'll make people want to gamble with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom. How about them telling their one of their biggest their biggest face at huh? TV biggest yeah. personality? Yeah, definitely. Hey, listen, we think the best way to get people to come to our sports book is by killing you. We'll so fucking just kill you. Take that however you want. Think about this. People like us more, we kill you in a lightning strike. So something to think about. Can't go to the Purdue game either. No. Well, you're going to have to hide, wear a mask, so you continue to live the gimmick that you fucking died. That was wild to me. I don't want to live in that world where everything's fake, especially when it's the greatest shooter of all time doing something that I know this is much shorter court, and I, I apologize if this is the only one we have access to. I, like, I hit close in the area. Three, four times in a row, mm-hmm. like very close. Oh, yeah. Top of the paint, yep. off the front of the rim, mm-hmm. bounce out, in rim, round, like four in a row. I hit three, four in a row. A lot like, of backboards. Very, very close. And I'm like, after I did, I'm like, I think Steph could. I think Steph yeah. could have made five in a row. Yeah. Now, granted, it was another 20 feet further back where he was throwing from than for me. It's all we had access. But, like, I think that is why I believed it so much because this guy's the greatest shooter of all time. The it editing was. was so incredible. It's like. Why are they? Why, Steph? 
Why? Why? You know, AJ? It's only going to get worse. Like, they're only going to get better and better at doing That's, this. So we, we don't know. Ari is That's an Ari. incredible yeah, athlete. Unbelievable. That is fantastic work. Ari Ferroy. Oh, wait yeah, until it's deep fake of this. When's it going to stop? Yeah. Well, that's already happening. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Steve Curry. Yeah, What's AI. That? Everybody wants AI. Look at it now. It's manipulating images all over the internet. AI? No, that was H-I. That was Ari mm-hmm. that did that. There wasn't no AI that for did now. that. Let's go ahead and relax. It's humans. Okay, that's us. Let's say credit for what Ari did. Hey, Ari, <laughs> thank you for representing humans doing that editing. Good work, Ari, but no, he's the problem. We're not doing as good. What's that? He's the problem. He should have said no. Or if he went to Steph, he's even more the problem. Yeah, and this is the difference, too, like you just said. If Ari, you know, said it was okay to do this, switch sports, Steph. What if you throw a – Football. You, what if you're, yeah, football. What if you're playing disc golf and you hit a shot from Boom. 500 yards out? That would have been awesome. Boom. Curve it through the tree. Can't do basketball. That's your sport, pal. Who's who's saying the truth now? No, he's spitting oh, in our okay. face. He's, now, he's full of shit. Now there's a Sports Illustrated tweet of him throwing the ball over his head, and Ari Ferroy says, okay, now this one's definitely real. Congrats, Steph Curry. Had a lot of fun shooting with you in SI now. Sports Illustrated says he really don't miss. Congrats to SI Sports Person of the Year, and he's just shooting over. He was shooting backwards. Well, he's winking. For the four. Winking, crying, laughing. Unbelievable. This is bullshit. Fucking world. I'm not out on Steph. This is bullshit. I'm done watching Holy Moly, though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's all fake. Do you think Robert knew? Why didn't they just have him make a 4,000-foot putt? Yes. yes. Exactly. To promote Holy Moly. Right. Joe Tess can call it. And Rob. Mm-hmm. But instead, now we got a boycott. Yeah. Holy Moly. Right. Which I don't want to do because I love the fucking show. And I'm going to pull out all my money of FTX, too. Really? Yeah. Too late, Tony. That's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Remember? What? All right, let's move on. Uh, LaFleur talked about Bakhtiari's most recent medical situation, which is he had to have an appendectomy. I assume that's from appendicitis, which people say will kill you. Yes. Which comes out of nowhere. Your appendix basically just starts leaking uh, waste into your body, and you self-poison. Almost is, yes. is what the Correct. appendix is and appendicitis is, right? Mm-hmm. It's very painful. I believe that is the heads up. You go to the hospital, emergency surgery normally to get your appendix out of there and to clean up all the waste and get out of your body. Now, what Matt LaFleur is saying via Matt Schneidman's tweet, shout out to Schneidman on the report. Uh, LaFleur said, from what I'm told, it could be a while. So obviously the knee recovery has been certainly a long road for Bakhtiari. Now his appendectomy is a long road potentially is what LaFleur is saying. It's been a rough couple years here for old Bakhtiari what are your thoughts AJ Hawk I don't know man like do you expect to see him back this year when the floor no. says it's going to be a while I do not feel like we're going to see him back in the lineup I mean, is that just leaving him an out like he doesn't know what the proper answer is what is a normal yeah I think they don't know like they don't with, with his knee especially we, we talked about it like sometimes they didn't know until a couple hours before the game if he was going to be able to go with how his knee is so now with I'm sure with this, LaFleur's like, all right, we don't – the dude just had surgery. Like, we can't – I can't give you a time time. Is there precedent on this, on the appendectomy? Joe return? Burrow. Yes, and Minka. What did Joe Burrow? He was a couple weeks, right? Uh, I can't remember. His was preseason, but that, that's what they were talking about, him being rusty like week one because he missed the last however – maybe two weeks or like ten days. Minka missed one game. What's that? Minka missed one game. Minka Fitzpatrick? Mm-hmm. When was this? To, against the – I think it was against the Bengals. A couple it's like weeks two or three weeks, weeks ago. ago, yeah. Did they have? Did he miss like a bye week and then a game, or just no, the no, game? just the game? Okay. And then he played the next. Is there game. normally this many 
appendicitis like throughout yeah, the league? What's going on with the appendicitis well, around town? Yeah, you, that's a question. You create all those a super virus. And, uh, yeah, there you go, Tony. All right. Jeez. What? What's your guy's problem? I think, I think we're and, talking about food is yeah. what uh, I think a lot of – I thought he was yeah. referring to because the – Plastic water bottles and stuff. You think that? You think Bakhtiari's eating What's plastic water bottles? Yeah, okay. What do you got going on? Are you okay <laughs> Yeah, you've been pretty yeah. quiet, Albert. What are you What's going cackling on? about over here? Just a lot of weird things going on these days. All right. Jeez <laughs> That's going for the future governor of Arizona, too. That's Who, something to think about. Congrats. Albie <laughs> Quay Shipley? Yep. yep. All right, let's hit another. We have breaking news from the Philadelphia Eagles. Robert Quinn jumping in the IR. Oh. So, uh, Tom Pelissero, the Arrow, the Neuralink is reporting that Eagles. Yeah, someone's going to tell. I'm sick and tired of this. It's fly, <laughs> Eagles, fly. That's the hashtag. Yes. I don't know what fucking country this is. I don't know what this represents. Stop doing it. Hashtag Eagles, uh, they're still in the World Cup. They got a big-time win yesterday. And congrats <laughs> to um, Morocco beating Spain today. Yeah, what a yeah. win. In the soccer Lombardi. It's not coming back to the United States just yet. Fuck. Uh, Robert Quinn is having a knee scope this week and will go on IR today, per sources. Quinn had been coming on and settling into the scheme before the knee got twisted in practice last week, now at least four games. But there's optimism he's back for the playoff. Bush. Okay, the Eagles get another quarterback killer for the end of the season. He's going to be fresh. His body's going to be better than ever. Good for them getting a leading tackler at the time. Was he? No, Robert Quinn. Uh, no, that was he, Roquan uh, Smith was yeah. the leading tackler. Yeah, yeah. Robert Quinn, though. Yeah. What do you, how many sacks he had? He had a massive last year last, 18? last year. Yeah. yeah, he had 18 yeah. last year. Getting his knee fixed. Uh, practice is always the worst when you get injured in practice. Everybody gets so upset about it, but it does happen. Oh, yeah, it happens. you got to work on your craft, man. And how this dude can run, we talk about it a lot. Like the, How he can bend and turn the corner is really special. Like There's not a whole lot of people that can do it like him. AQ, uh, what does this mean at the end of the season whenever a fresh pass rusher is in off of a four-week uh, rehab and recovery? Is that normally good or bad for the offensive line who has to play every week? Well, yeah, he's going to get healthy, right? Like The healthiest you are is at the beginning of the season. Most guys like start to wear down, wear down, wear down, and so you're all on kind of a level playing field. This is going to give him a little boost. He'll have a little fresh legs coming in the playoff push. Linval Joseph, Indomitian Sue, Quinn. Jordan Sweat, Davis. Cox. Yeah, Cox. Javon Hargraves. 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 Stunt. Brandon Graham. Hey, the Eagles, huh? Sweat. Oh, yeah. They got the best D-line in football. Yeah. And, they, and he's they, coming back healthy in four weeks. And their, their team has been so healthy. I think this is like the first injury they've had across the board. Holy shit. Jordan Davis. But. All right, let's get to a break. All right, let's take five. And on the other side, we'll have in the trenches. Then we'll wrap this thing up with a nice little giveaway for the beautiful people who watch on this Tuesday with no air rodents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is crazy, isn't it? I know. Weird. First bye week ever. This is a slip up by us, though. Honestly. This is something we'll be judged upon. Remember it for, ne- for next time. Next time means he's not going to retire. You just oh. gave me your prediction. Well, Ooh, how, how do you know that? I wasn't talking about maybe a different player. You know? Oh, jeez. Hey, if the Bills, if the Bills the have guy. a out with the old conversation. Yeah. Hey, Bills have a first round bye. Are we going to interview Von Miller that week? To be honest, the Von Miller thing, I don't really understand how it works. Oh. I'm, <laughs> very, I'm very happy that it's happened. Yeah. Yeah. He loves the show. 
He does. And well, I enjoy the Voncast, by the way. I watched Voncast. He fell asleep on Twitch the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking love that. Sleepy yeah. Von. I'm enjoying. I enjoy Von Miller a lot, but him just. Saying like, hey, yeah, I'll come on every week. Because fucking right, we will. Yeah, hell yeah, Von Miller. Hey, do you know you're Von Miller? Or... Yeah, somebody needs to tell him that although he does own greener pastures chicken down there in Texas, <laughs> he he's fucking Von Miller too. Yeah, but anytime you want to come on the show, Von, come on, Von. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been lucky for that. I don't know how it's going to work. You think it'll go through the playoffs? I hope so. I think uh, so. Yeah, I'd assume so. And I'd also assume that they're probably going to end up with that first round bye. Bill's pretty good at football. Very good at football. And aside from the Dolphins. Who just lost to the Niners. Just lost to the Niners. They, you know, should win out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go in the trenches with 12-year NFL vet, coach, and player, Super Bowl champion, A.Q. Shipley. How we doing? How we doing? Whoa, whoa, he talked. You know, you know what I found out last week? What? I talk. Later in the, the week, I heard uh, Coach P's keys. I found out Cole Strange is a starter. Hey, they didn't make you. Oh! 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 you fucking oh! son of a bitch. A couple years. Maybe he'll find it in a couple years. Interesting. Maybe. The old line Maybe. guy doesn't even know who's starting for one of the teams in the NFL. That's weird. Interesting. 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 Hey, but check this out. Yeah, I think he's. Just... I love. <laughs> Yeah, you get where I was going with that. Well, he also. Yeah, gotcha. He said some terrible things about Fucker. you, too. He said, you're an offensive lineman guru, huh? You yeah. You don't know who's starting. Who's the That's best guard said. in the NFL? Yikes, yikes, yikes. Sorry, we're back at it. It's okay. All right, we're back. New week, new week, time. Hey, new here time. We go. Yeah, here, here we, we go. go. New voice. First time. I love, I love what the Vikings do here. I love what the NFL is starting to do here. They're starting to take advantage of little wrinkles. Oh. Little wrinkles. We talk about little wrinkles, so check it out. We got... Cleveland right here. We saw the Eagles do it with Jason Kelsey on the game winner. Loop around the guard, down block. Then he becomes the lead block on the draw. And he, this is a very, very common sub-personnel, six-box draw. Here's the six in the box. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. How do we account for all of them? Look what we do. We detach the tight end, get a wide split. He has to account for it. He gets out of the box, leaves really only one here. One, two, three. One, two, three. Center, left guard, left tackle, middle backer, two eye, wide end. Two eye means what? Inside shoulder of the guard. Two would be head up, three outside shoulder. Mm. So here's what we got going on. This is what I love. In years past, the typical way to block this, we get a little draw scoop. Center guard would just work here. You don't get much of a pass. But what they're going to do, especially with the back over here, they're going to sell like they're running slide protection out to the slot. He will take one step here, like he's setting, and then he's going to loop around the center. One step here, then loop around the center to block Mosley. Watch this shit. This is awesome. And then Hawkinson, out here detached, check it out, knows he's wide, fuck him. Let's go get another guy. Now, we don't even need to block him because he's so wide. And also, take a little peek, see left guard. There it is. Look at the one step right here. One step. Oh, I like it. Now we're selling pass protection. Everyone up front thinks this is a pass. Now we go to the draw, get the ball, and one of the most dynamic backs in football, out in space, Boom. doesn't get touched for 20 yards. Kevin O'Connell. What a it play. Up. What a <laughs> scheme. I do believe we'll have Kevin O'Connell on the program tomorrow. Oh, let's go. Kevin O'Connell on the program tomorrow. Man. Wow. Ask him about this. Pretty awesome stuff, huh? Nice. Is that a big enough hole? <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Big, 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 big hole. 
Hey, Pat, if you don't mind rewinding this to the beginning, will you? Why? Yeah, you got it, pal. Okay, so here's what I think. I don't know. I would love to ask him. I would love to ask what the scheme is, but we saw Kelsey do it, like I said. Down block here, center loop around. This is what I think. I think this is a read wrap. When I say read wrap, if Mosley was over here in the B gap, they would do exactly what Kelsey did. Down block the 2i, loop Bradbury around to Mosley. But since he's in this A gap here, I think we go the other way. We get the center to widen the hole here, loop him around. I think it's a read wrap, which I think is really cool. So you think Dalvin could have went here, depending upon where this fella is lined up. And I think these two could switch assignments depending on where he's aligned. Wow. That's, that's super high football yeah, stuff, right? Wow. Yeah. How many people have to be on the same page? Just uh, guard center and Dalvin Cook. Go ahead, AJ. I'm just wondering, do you, would they communicate that right before the snap? Like, yeah. How so long, you, or they read, they don't read it on the run, do they? No, 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 no. It would be pre-snap. So, like, you, he could obviously trick fuck him if he lined up over here and then shot here, right? But yeah. if trick he fuck. lined... Yeah, it's but, a little... Uh, Como se dice trick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, we, we used to always Common say that. Little, tr- little trick fuck. Yeah, a little yeah. trick fuck is a great word. You need, yeah. to, you need to add that into your repertoire yeah, a little more. Uh, no, but I do think, there, you know, whether it's a car, meaning center around or gar, guard around, they got a little call pre-snap based on alignment. We're going to roll with that. I you're think. saying if he was lined up out here? Mosley, lined up here in this bubble. Oh, okay, cuz. This cuz, here. Yep. 57 lined up in this bubble. If he was there, we'd get the down block like Kelsey did in the center wraps. Now that he's in here, we get the out block him around there. Bam. Okay. Bam. Bam. That plays. Bingo. That's a hell of a play. AJ, what do you do here? You got a, a hat on a hat. You know, they tell, they tell you, AQ, you got to get a hat on a hat. Watch this, Pat, as you run it. They got people blocked up. Well, and they got they get him on a blitz, right? Look at that. The other backer blitzing yeah, on so the outside. We're, we're getting a TE, and he's rapping, right? That's the other thing that's awesome. If you're super aggressive here, you're never going to be able to pick. This is them piss, or picking off a, a TE uh, pass stunt right here, which is awesome. Awesome. And then they're able to stay inside out and still keep their leverage. On the inside draw. Minnesota Vikings offensive line been playing really well? They have been, and they're without their star. I mean, their star's out with a concussion. They're going to play it safe with them, they said. Mm-hmm. Right? Smart. Yeah. Is O'Neal back at right tackle, or is he still been out? I think he's in there. Okay. AQ, I was told Hawkinson's not a very good blocker. That looked like a pretty good block. Glad you brought that up, Foxy. This is what, this, this, we talked about this pre, pre-show today. Hawkinson does an unbelievable job. Look, most tight ends right here, let's rewind this all the way back to the beginning. All the way back to the beginning. Because this is not his guy. He's his guy. This backer right here, this is the six they're accounting for. That's his guy. He recognizes when he loops wide, there's no way he's going to make this play since it's an inside draw going there. He says, fuck it, we'll leave him. Let's steal a blocker. Boom, we go two for one. And that's, who, that's the one that the running back's supposed to beat. Bingo. But instead, TJ Hawkinson takes him out. That's weird. Really, really smart play. PFF okay. says stakes at block. Yeah, I saw yeah. Hawkinson can only catch. Maybe PFF well, doesn't you know where he scheme. went to college. Oh, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Looked like you had a little heat there for PFF. Oh. What's that I, just, I just don't think that the people grading it know exactly what the schemes are and what they're doing, all the little intricacies that go on, especially in this part of the world. Okay, because you're saying you can't figure it out sometimes for some teams. And you've, what, 12 years coaching, playing a lot of different systems. Every, there's so always there's, a reason. The person has to be smarter than you. Bingo. That's doing it. Good Not luck. very often. Oh, gee. <laughs> Dang. And, uh, in this particular case, yeah, I understand. In this particular world, got it. Yeah. Uh, but I do find that interesting. I think some positions, PFF can get it right. 
Agree. But in some things, there's no way they'll ever be able to yeah, fucking just, figure out. Because like you, everything's game plan. Like at what it is on paper versus what we're game planning and asking somebody to do on a week to week basis could be completely different than what you have in front of your thing. Saying, "Oh, this is just a counter tray." Oh, oh it's not just a counter tray. Oh. Speaking of counter tray, you see what I did there? Yes, yeah, absolutely. We got, we got the counter tray going right here. Check this out: counter tray, backside guard, backside tackle, pulling this way. Backside guard, flat pull, kick out. Backside tackle comes around here. Here's what I love about this. When we go in the pistol, when we go in the pistol and we hand the ball off on the right side when the run is meant to go to the left, you're getting the counter. It allows Kenyon Drake, not a receiver, a running back. Yeah, certainly a running back. Long time. Certainly a running back. Long time. We get him downhill on this side, which gives him an extra second to get in perfect relationship with his two pullers and be able to read this thing out, and you'll see the big gaping hole open up real quick on this side. Look at those two on a goddamn string, right guard, right tackle. Get the angle blocks. Everybody's blocking back, creating the wall. There it is. We're cutting the defense right now. Then we get the kick out. Then we get the other kick out. And we got action. Big gaping Oh, do nice. you think that uh, Kenyon Drake, obviously he was a massive gain, so he probably could have gone either way, but would you rather him follow the right tackle around Sertain here? It's so hard to second guess. It's so easy to second guess when we're sitting here yeah. with the clicker, right? But it's so hard to second guess what they see. You're going to see a clip here in a little bit. Christian McCaffrey makes a great run. We're going to talk about it here in a little bit. Same thing. I can sit here on the thing and be like, oh, Christian should have hit the cut right here, and maybe he's gone. Yeah. But like. What they see in the moment is what makes them special, and you know they may miss that one, which could have been a bigger one. But yeah. then on the next one, right? Like, yeah, it's hard not to. They want you going downhill, yeah. Too. Yeah, when you go downhill, AQ, like mm-hmm. you don't want to mess around. If it's open, get downhill right. Especially out. how Drake runs too. Drake's a hard runner, man. Mm-hmm. He is. Do you and, think Greg Roman is a big dumb dipshit like everyone's saying, or are they still pretty sound in the run game and pretty good? I, I don't think anybody's ever. I mean, like, listen, like they're. I think they question the points. I think they question the chunk plays. I think they question some of the down-the-field stuff, right? But, like, you cannot question his run game. His run game is fucking impeccable. They're thinking about he's going to Stanford, maybe. That's That's right. I mean, he's catching all kind of heat. I mean, in Baltimore. And I don't understand it because they got a great offense. Their yards per carry through the roof. Well, they scored 10 points this week. They also lost their star. Yeah, but even when he was in, they weren't weren't doing much. You know what I mean? So, like... Did the team. I think you're one of the first people to ever really compliment Greg yeah, Roden publicly on a regular I've, basis. I've complimented his run game a lot. It's really good shit. Chuck Pagano also complimented him, I think, too. It mm-hmm. felt like it was becoming a trend, like everybody's liking what Greg Roman's doing. Now we're back at the point where it's again where it's like this offense. And anybody that sucks. ever played for him, under him, when he was in Buffalo, when he was in San Fran, when they were rolling back in the day, mm-hmm. speaks volumes about him. I oh, do they love him. They love him. They love him. Okay. All right. Did okay. Greg Roman tell the team, too, like, hey, we're playing the Broncos. We only need 10 points. We yeah, don't have to maybe. rush into this. You're right. Maybe. Let's take our time. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's not maybe. a good way the good stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Let's not score too many points. No. Let's win, but not by too much. I'll get yeah. these guys. Fakitis, learn some fucking English. Man. That's right. Fuck. What do we got here in Jackie. Seattle, pal? Hey, this was a fun game to watch. He plays against his former team as a monster game. We're not going to talk about that. He quarterbacked a hell of a game. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what the big boys do up front. Okay. Just running a simple zone scheme. We got a little jet motion with a ghost rat. Why do we call it a ghost rat? We're going to send somebody back, which really is just to affect eyes. A little eye candy. Don't we like that? There's the ghost motion. Now, eventually, you might have something off of it with a reverse or a little pitch off of that, right? But this one in particular is just to affect eyes. As soon as that goes in motion, what's it do to him? 
mm-hmm. widens him. What's that allow him to do? Gain leverage. That's all we are fucking trying to do. Help every one of these guys. But rewind it because we just missed a lot of good shit here. Check this out. We get the slip block working here, but check this out. Boom. We just get carnage throwing people. Boom, boom, boom. We're going to see bodies on the ground. Let the bodies, bodies hit, hit the floor. floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the, the, the floor. One. Drowning pool. That's my wrong with me. Two. Nothing's wrong with me. Three. Nothing's wrong with me. Four. Yeah, there's bodies on the floor there. You yeah. really started vibing. You felt like you were in a concert. Oh, yeah, man. I was, back I, was, left corner. I was in the heavy metal concert in the back left corner. Get out of the fucking mosh pit. Let's go. <laughs> it's my time. <laughs> hey, but there's the mosh pit. Look at this thing. People are getting Bam. bodied. Bodies on the ground. Carnage. Get... Look at that hole, though. I mean, this is a simple inside zone. We get, a, we get the middle opened up by just affecting with eye candy. And then everything else on the front side, those guys were just beating people up. Kenny oh, Walker's good, too. Yeah, he's ball player. Uh-huh. Hopefully he's not out long. Yeah, him and Gino are yelling at each other, too. Yeah, what's that? that all about, you think? I don't know. Heat of the moment. Heat of the moment, you know? It's going to happen. Competitors, it happens. Yeah, sometimes. Coach Thumlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking work. Yeah. Sometimes Mike. competitive people have emotions that aren't yeah. normal in the world, you mm-hmm. know? It's... It's an interesting thing. Let's go. You love this team. I've always loved this team. Okay. And you also spoke very highly of that fucking guy. Oh, yeah. Purdy. Might be a guy. Brock Might be the a Rock. Guy. Listen, I, I, like I said, I'll say it time and time again. It's awesome when you see somebody who's a backer prepare like a starter, come in and do the right things. Moment not too big for him. But, hey, check it out. Here's what we're going to start with. Okay. Yeah. We always start with him. Of course. Big dog. This is what... Whenever we said earlier, this is what we say. Hey, let's. Why don't we trick? Oh, fuck him. Why don't away. we? Why don't we trick fuck? Trick fuck him. Here comes the trick fuck. We're just gonna do a little D line move. This guy, because this guy, this is what he's talking. Where's the camera that's on? So yeah, you get it. There it is. This way. Okay, so D line. This way. No, I'm gonna do it this way. So oh, you you're lining up. Okay. Okay. So here, I'm a D lineman. That's they're like the taught line to scrimmage. come out, and all they do, press their hands like this, and so all their weight is forward. So what do we do? We use their shit against them. We trick fuck them. We throw them down with a little D line move. There it is. Oh, give the and that just opens the whole backside. We stretch the front side. Take notice of all these guys. This is the key to a Shanahan zone scheme. Watch all these guys. There's no short steps that you get taught in little mighty might football or whatever it is. Everybody is running off of the ball, trying to stretch. We get everybody running. That is also started by the pitch. When you get a toss. They have to fast flow, right, AJ? Absolutely. Boom. Yeah, press too. Yeah, man, they get him going. They get him flying too, over the front side. Too wide. And now look where hash. he hits this. This motherfucker is going to end up back past this hash. Oh. Trent doing a good job too, using his back to set a pick after he tossed the lineman down. Really good stuff, right? Sure. Throws him down and then just plays basketball and boxes out another guy. That's two for one right there. Just enough. God, because that's the same as a pancake. Getting him on the ground, right? Throwing him down in his own face. All you want is getting knockdowns. This is fourth quarter, too, I believe. It's kind of... This is. Three minutes left in the game. Four-minute offense. Oh, you were saying he could have cut back right there when he passed 65. Yeah. And then hit Mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh You see what I'm saying? But how are you going to second-guess him, right? Exactly, yeah. Let him do what he does that makes magic. He thought about it. Well, yeah. he might have thought somebody from the back end yeah. would have caught him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because look at old Cuzzy right here. He felt old buddy Vaughn Holland right there. Yep. Look at mm-hmm. 64 grabbing old buddy 52. 
I, yep. I don't uh, think they should have called it. But whoa, that's what he, he felt that he felt that other color flash probably. AJ's linebacker showing. Yeah, look at hey, his, look, look his eyes. Look at his eyes. I mean, look at his eyes right there. Before. Yeah. yeah, he looks. He I takes mean, a peek, yeah, right? Unless it's a kick return for takes the Takes a peek. Takes a peek. Says, "Fuck that." Get hey, hey, hey! You gotta love, you gotta love this too. Let's go all the way back to the beginning because I always love to give these guys a little love too. Check my man out. Getting a little, getting a little cake at the top of the rep. Getting a little pancake at the Kittle's top. Kittle's not in. Wait for it. Oh, Ooh. gotcha! Got him. The big leagues. Oh, love giving the tight ends a little love. Oh, you said McCaffrey's so awesome in this offense, huh? I mean, that's so good. I mean, when you have a frontside toss that is really meant to hit A, B, C, D frontside, and it hits out the backside C. God, it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, oh. beautiful, beautiful, God, beautiful, 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 beautiful. Jeez, so Jeez, so Hey, Jeez. Oh, no. Hey. Oh, uh, what is going on? I love this. I love what we're about to do here. Yeah, the Colts or? Oh, 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 sorry, it's against the Colts. Okay, so the first oh. person I want to highlight okay. is the center. All right. Okay, so let's just set this thing up first, right? You're going to get a down block here. Down block there on the three tech, which when you get the down block, it's going to drive him this way, correct? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. You're going to, it's a zone. You're basically zoning off the backside. So he has to reach and get underneath him. So when that happens, both these D tackles squeeze this off. We call this squeezing off the hole for the center who has to get to this mic. Watch him get skinny and be able to just turn his shoulder and get through this little... Oh. Watch this. And get to the mic backer. AJ, wait to see how good this is. Look at this. Boom. And then get up. Wow. Boom. How good is that? He's, he's just supposed to be there. Not to hold, too. Just doesn't hold enough. it. Yep. A dumb guy would have held that just long enough. He got, got enough of him. It's perfect. And then now let me also do this. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning real quick, too. What is the worst matchup in football? We talk about it all the time. Tight ends, Tight ends on DNs. Everybody knows that. So what do they do? They use that against them. We bluff it. We make it seem like we're running a G scheme, a true G scheme. If you go back to the very beginning here, real quick, right here, watch him. He's going to bluff like he's going inside. Watch this. Boom. One step, two step inside with his head. Watch this. And then collect. You see that? Boom. Now we collect and we exchange assignments with Zach Martin, the guard, pulling around for the Sam. A normal G scheme would be Zach Martin kicking out the end, tight end through on the Sam. We exchange assignments. Bluff, seal him, pull Zach Martin on the Sam linebacker, and then we put the fullback on the corner. Sam, Mike, Will. Sam, this is the strong side of the formation. Strong side. Left side. Strong side. Left side. Strong side. It's into the boundary. It's, again, this is the formation that I love. Over and over again, I talk about it. Tight end into the boundary. Everybody else over there. Now we only get one support player when the safety's down over here. It's just a corner. Boom. Zeke is out the gate. High step. AJ, is that, is that Sam way too far inside, especially with the three-tech crashing down? Like, just Is that misalignment to even start the play? I mean, you have to run it back. But he if he does like box it back, as you'd say, to his help, it doesn't matter. They're all walled off already. So watch at 45. He does get outside of is that Zach Martin pulling around. Mm-hmm. If he gets outside here, like he gonna knock it back to forty-four and what fifty-eight? Watch out! They're not. They're all both sealed already. Yeah. Blocked. So even if he's outside, Zeke's gonna hit that thing right downhill and boom. Kind of yep. two-way go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Really good scheme though. I love little wrinkles. I love switching things up. I and love exchanging like responsibilities. Nimble centers. Gotta yeah. love that. You gotta love seeing my man get through like that. That's cool. awesome. Get skinny. Here we go. It's time. It's time. <laughs> I like big bumps and I cannot lie. All right, let's go. Here we go. We're going to fake 
the power, the one-back power going this way. And when you do that, this is a very typical scheme. I ran this scheme. Every team in the league runs this scheme. Fake the power, quick screen to the receiver, center and tack, we're going to get out. One step, out. What are we going to do here? We're going to trick fuck, right? That's the, that's the word yes. of the day. Trick fuck this guy, get him to go over the top, and then boom, he got the alley. Well, when he gets the alley, Julian Love, you ain't going to like what's coming. No, you're uh -oh. not going to love it at uh -oh. all. Uh -oh. You're going to Julian hate it. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, no. No. oh no. Tyler, Tyler Larson, 6'4", 325. Yep. Oh, yep. Out of Utah. Oh, yep. Jeez. Bad intentions. Oh, oh no. no. Wait, do you see? It's his feet are above his head. Oh, his feet go above his head. It's unbelievable. Branovich is yeah. sick right now. Yeah. Jeez. Bruce Branovich, big time Giants fan. <laughs> How good is that? Oh, hey, look, God. hey, and look, AJ, look, check it out. When he goes back inside, he thought he missed the big block. He thought he avoided the tackle and doesn't even see the Just side. kidding. Oh. Tyler Lawson. jumps on top of him, too. Man. That's a good measure. Man, it stinks to play defense. <laughs> you got to let them go low. They need to go low again. That's unfair. That's a big double team. Oh, you want Lane Johnson to blow his knee out? Yeah, yeah you yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, oh, thank you, AJ. Yeah, real cool. AJ, sack of really nice. You. These big guys <laughs> running their asses off. Tyler Larson, 6'4", 325 when he weighed in. Look at the body on this guy. Yeah, he's Jeez. fucking big body flying around. Yeah. He's rolling. He's he's big body. He's rolling. Way too athletic. That's too athletic. You can't be that big and that athletic. I agree. But it's Not funny fair. what AJ started off the show as is. You know, guys shouldn't go low when they're tackling, and now here he is. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the guy hurt oh. his PCL. Yeah. 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 yeah, he thought about that guy every I single day. I told you I revised that comment yeah. before that. Okay. In high school times, I thought that. Well, I still don't believe you. This is another All right, let's pause this. Let me just set this up. because old bump. Uh-oh. Big old bump. This thing's circulating the internet. We've all seen it at this oh, point, but let's yeah. just talk about why it's so awesome. Okay. They're going to reset the front. We're going to get the three-tech here. Most people, they teach the guys up front on these naked boots. Anytime there's some type of play action with a naked rollout, whatever it is. These guys typically are taught, this is where you get your shot, right? Hey, go get your shot. Go find some ribs. Get, get one in that's going to get you. Jeez That's what you're going to do. Yeah. But This is football. This is football. Welcome. But they're also taught Jeez. everybody just turn and run. What makes this play, he sets this up like they're really running a true inside zone. He's not just turning his shoulders and running the sidelines like you do typically with, his, with the naked. He's going to set this up and watch this inside arm get on this inside peck right here so whenever Kelsey hits him he slingshots him with his arm watch this shit oh see the, see the right arm in tight yep now watch it as soon as Kelsey makes contact it's like on the same exact time we get a throw from that right hand on the hand on the hip too get, oh, he's yeah. hitting the hip getting him off the ground and then oh, shit Sorry, pal. Let's Sorry watch that it. thing one more time in full speed. I mean, that is incredible. Big shit. tree fall hard. Yeah. Boom. Oh my God. Lane John. No, is that Lane? No. AJ, have you seen this one yet? No, Lane. Oh yeah, this thing is making its rounds. I think. Yeah. Some good teamwork right here. Yeah. Boom. Good awareness by my lot of seeing oh my it right goodness. there and just oh, getting geez. that leg out of there. Almost too. took the last Almost tackle. Hurt your own up. Yeah. yeah. Some really good stuff, man. That team plays, that offensive line plays the game the right way. They're constantly trying to be physical and make everybody know every single play the goons are in town. Oh, but. yeah. <laughs> They're hunting ribs, huh? Yeah. They're hunting ribs. They're hunting Jason ribs. Kelsey's the guy, center. Position. He's having a monster year. It's unbelievable. He's in year 13. He's almost having, this might be his best year yet. I mean, a, Is he the best in the game? Yeah. 
Jason Kelsey by far. Yeah. Better than David best, Andrews? Best center in the game and best tight end in the game. Have a podcast called the New Heights Pod. Yeah. And, it's and they just so happen to share same womb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a fucking talented family. Unbelievable. Both Pretty all awesome. pros. Yeah. Great athletes. Yeah. Might be Bowl meet. Super Bowl champions. Yeah, might meet in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Dude, congrats to the Kelsey's. Yeah. Killing it. Sorry to their parents if they have to deal with that Chiefs Eagles. Oh, the split jersey like uh, Laura Hawk. That's, That's right. right. I forgot That's about right. that. You'll send one of those, obviously, to the Kelsey parents. And uh, AQ, thank you so much. Hey, thank you, AQ. All right, it's time for us to get the fuck out of here. We need to do a giveaway. AQ, what do you want to do, Ooh. pal? But, but, we're getting oh. All right, AQ, here we go, pal. All right, out of five today. I want, I want two out of five during one of the commercial yeah. breaks. Okay. So if you go two out of five, okay. we'll give 15 people wow. $500 who retweet this video, say something nice yeah. to somebody, and put their cash tag in that same tweet. Now, I think the world needs people to say things uh, nice to each other. Sure, I think the absolutely. world needs it right now, especially on Twitter, because they're saying the love speech on Twitter is higher than it's ever been. Yep. They always talk about hate speech, what's mm-hmm. going to be out there. The love speech, good. Let's continue to add to that. Let's Hell say something yeah. nice to somebody. Let's retweet this video, and let's put a cash tag in that same tweet where it said something nice to somebody, because maybe we could be one of 15 winners Boom. who win $500 if AQ Shipley can bury two out of five. Going with the cross hole. Whoa! Whoa. Whoa. One. He found the path. He's going cross-court here. This is a smart idea. Nobody has used this technique yet. And also, the green has been beating. I thought it was in. It was a walk-off. It was a walk-off. Oh, my God. It was That's almost minus one. I was going to say, he's he's either got to make the next one or that's Man, did I just jinx this? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's minus one. I am a bit worried about what just took place here. (laughs) Oh, I felt good about it. You walk it in. You don't walk it off. I was watching it while I was watching you walk off. Nice. Mm. Wow. Nice. Woo. Let's go. Great putt. That was huge. Yeah. Let's go. A potential very huh? embarrassing. Huh? Hell yeah. False walk off. Yeah. yeah, that was bad. For him to step back in and make that, congratulations to you. Baby. And congratulations to the 15 winners of $500 who retweet this, say something nice, and put their cash tag in there. We can't thank you enough for watching. Hey, I'll be great work. Let's go. Hey, what a day. What a great day. In the trenches as well. AJ, great show today. Can't thank you enough. Talks with Table, you're fantastic. Tone Diggs, can't wait to great watch job. Hammer. Dad. In 10 to 15 minutes at YouTube.com forward slash Hammer. Dad. Everybody in the back, great work. To all the boys that work here, you are the best humans on earth. Can't wait to join you guys tomorrow. We got Kevin O'Connell joining us. Oh, hell Huge. yeah. And Ask believe- him about that draw, will you? I will if that was a read mm-hmm. on where the mic is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, that one draw Dalvin Cook did, is that a read off where the mic is? And could the center and the guard switched reverse roles there for one to pull like the Eagles did as opposed to maybe the guard pulling on that draw? I love, I love, that's a great question. Is that the way it should be that's phrased? exactly, yeah. Okay, got it down. Feel smarter. And I also believe from the Buffalo Bills, Jordan Poyer. Yeah, Jordan oh, Poyer. Nice. Hey. Poyer, Kevin well. O'Connell. We are counting, we are counting that, um, that interception that did oh, not count. Against yep. New England? Towards the... Towards the 12 for mm-hmm. the million nice. or whatever. So we are counting it, even though the NFL did not. Can't wait to chat with him. And we also have Kellen Acosta, United States soccer player, uh, who we have followed each other on the Instagram for a while. Mm-hmm. Just got back from the soccer Lombardi. Going to chat with him about all things happening Yeah, in Cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Time to hear about it. It is time. Because I had high hopes and aspirations because of people like Kellen Acosta and how mm-hmm. goddamn good he is at soccer. That's right. That's right. Can't wait to chat with him tomorrow. Let him know, hey, in four years, it's fucking our game. Better be. Yeah. 
It will be. Yeah, it's going to. <laughs> Congrats to the Vegas Golden Knights beating the shit out of the Boston Bruins last night well, in oh, Boston, their no. first loss well, at home. Wow. It was 3 nothing, and the Beast came back, went to a shootout. Stoner had three goals. Stoner did not have three goals, but he gave a fucking fiery speech to the boys in the locker room yeah. before they hit the ice. And <laughs> like number 90. That was a good one. <laughs> but yeah, he, he had an unbelievable assist as well. Game puck nice. for <laughs> Stoner. For a fiery speech pregame, <laughs> mm-hmm. get the boys in there. That one was for Butch. Uh, all right, we're going to get the fuck out of here. We'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry we uh, didn't have enough foresight to reach out to Aaron to see if he'd be on today because obviously we knew they were in a bye week. And in previous bye weeks, he was under house arrest because of the immunized situation. Right. Yeah. This is his first bye week where he's able to leave his house in Green Bay. We should have known that. That's on us. Can't wait to chat with him next week, see what he's up to. To all of you, you're the best humans on earth. See ya. Goodbye.